What teams will be avoiding wideouts tonight? Can Kurt Kikis successfully defend his 2018 Pros versus Joes league title? And will it be the Pros or the Joes teaching some drafting lessons to everyone else this evening? Follow along with the live draft board tonight and listen to our live analysis as we call the live action from the 2019 FFPC Pros versus Joes. I want you, league number three, to see who is going to win a 2020 FFPC main event team. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. everybody. If you got what it takes, because I'm KRX and I'm on the mic and premieres. On the break. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. With the master that's the lead behind the video Hello, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all of you Balkaholics and Gerzakanatics. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is indeed the patron saint of fantasy football. He is Dave Bedizzle Gerzak. Tonight, it is the third of six special episodes for you. It's the Pros versus Joes. I want you league number three draft tonight. And we're going to be covering it for you for the next two hours. You can follow the live draft board at the uh, link I posted on my Twitter, as well as the show's Twitter and the FFPC's Twitter. It's also posted on our Facebook pages, and it's in the Blog Talk Radio chat room as well. Shout out to said chat room. A lot of familiar faces and some new ones in there right now. You can post your questions you might have in there. At HSFFL or at Eric Falkman, at David Gerzak is where to find us on Twitter, Facebook.com slash HSFFL. And if you want to give us a call, feel free. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. football at gmail.com is where to send your email questions. We'll do our best to get to those throughout the evening. The producer and mutual friend is Rob. The best friend and audio engineer is Bryce. As a reminder, tonight, I lied last night, is the deadline extension day for the 2019 FFPC early draft slot announcement. If you get your teams paid off by midnight Pacific time tonight, you will make sure that you will get your draft slot July 29th. That is this coming Monday, I believe. Um, Sunday or Monday. One of those two days, you'll get it. Either way, it's going to be in July, and you're going to start prepping for that $500,000 grand prize in a $3.1 million prize pool. You'll start prepping for that in July. Uh, Square those balances away today at MyFFPC.com. Dave, it is uh, night three, and then we get a brief respite, special show on, well, not a special show, it's our regular show on Friday. We get a special guest on Friday coming up. I'll tell you who that is coming up later on the program. We're still doing the regular show. We're still doing the regular show. How are you holding up? I'm doing uh I'm doing well, actually. You're doing some great analysis uh, of, of these drafts. we got some excellent drafters in here this year. You know, normally we can kind of see, um, you know, at the first two or three drafts, and we're, we're fairly diplomatic about it, some, some, you know, teams that have no shot of winning. 
I, for the first two nights, I haven't seen any any team. I, I would say these uh, drafts, as long as I can remember, have a shot to win. They've they've been very very competitive. Oh, um, I, I would say, yeah, it's, I would say everybody. Yeah, somebody is going to win, uh, and I think everybody's got a great shot. We're we're seeing some excellent drafting. A lot of the pros um, who had you know never played in the FFPC format before um, ha- have now done this a few times, and you can tell that they've uh, certainly learned from their experiences. It's going to be a dogfight, and uh, we'll bring you the action tonight. It's another stellar lineup here, as uh, I'll, I'll let you know who's drafting tonight. From Yahoo.com, it is Brad Evans leading off tonight, followed by a 2018 FFPC Pros versus Joe's League champ, Kurt Kikis. Josh Moore from 4 for 4 is number three. Robert Gross, the FFPC Joe hitting cleanup. The uh, tandem of Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell from Dynasty Command Center are uh, in the fifth spot. A former guest of this show, Greg Cantor. You might know him as Crack Rock on Twitter or in the uh, FFPC draft rooms. Howard Bender from the FantasyAlarm.com. Talked to him uh, earlier this afternoon. He's drafting seventh. Another former guest of the show, Shelly Fossum, uh, is drafting eighth from FootballGuys.com. It is their, one of their co-founders, David Dodds. He is going to be drafting in the ninth spot. FFPC Joe's Matthew Tretter and Justin Sarkey are in the 10th spot. In the 11 hole, it is Elliot Crisp from thequantedge.com. And Matthew Zimmer, the FFPC Joe, wraps it all up from the 12 position. All right. Let's say uh, enough of the bear baiting, as my old high school uh, history professor would say, or I guess teacher. They don't become professors till college, right? Is that how it works? Well, some professors do teach high school. I didn't go to a good high school where they had professors. I just had teachers. My kid has one. My oh, well. You know, I had a, thanks I for sharing the microphone with me tonight. Like Mr. Hoity Toity. Spanish teacher. Okay. Doctora. Oh, is that what they call it? Yeah. Now, now I'm really feeling small here. <laughs> Let's get into uh, the action here, David. It's an interesting first round as uh, we didn't have a receiver go until the eighth spot. Here's how it shook out. Brad Evans uh, from Yahoo takes Saquon Barkley number one. This is the first time we have had a non-Christian McCaffrey pick in that 101 spot. It is Barkley tonight. However, Kurt Kikis licking his chops to get Christian McCaffrey at the two spot. Ezekiel Elliott, the uh, bell cow for the Dallas Cowboys, goes to the bell cow from four for four. Josh Moore, he gets the Cowboys running back there. Alvin Kamara off the board at the four. Kirkus Patrick and Ryan uh, McDowell take David Johnson at the five. Robert Gross actually took Kamara, and then it went David Johnson. Crack Rock starts it off with uh, Travis Kelsey. That's Greg Cantor uh, getting the first tight end out of the way from the Chiefs. It is Travis Kelsey at the 106. Le'Veon Bell, oh, my gosh. I guess there is nothing wrong with him as he finally goes closer to his ADP. We've been talking about how he slipped in the first two drafts uh, the last couple of nights. He normally goes at the 111 in, uh, in uh, FFPC best balls over the last three days. He went in the second round both yesterday uh, and Sunday night. Tonight he goes at the 107 to Howard Bender, and then it's all receivers the rest of the way in the first round. Shelley Fossum takes DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones to David Dodds from Football Guys. Treader and Sarkey take Tyree Kill. First time we've seen him go in the first round of a pros versus Joe's draft at the 110. All right. Devontae Adams at the 111 to Elliot Chris, and then Michael Thomas at the 112. Michael Thomas is sort of like the um, the T.Y. Hilton from years past, David. It always seems like he's going on that, that first turn this year as, as uh, the Saints receiver uh, is chosen with the final pick of the first round tonight here in pros versus Joe's number three. Talk about the standout pick of the round. It's Tyreek Hill at the 110. Is this where we're going to see him go uh, as we get closer and closer to Vegas? I've heard, you know, pundits out in the industry say that he should be the fifth overall pick 
ahead of guys like Travis Kelsey, ahead of guys like David Johnson. Really? Uh, yes. Who's this? Who are the pundits? Uh, this, the pundit who said this was not in uh, the draft this year. One of his colleagues was in the pros versus Joes uh, challenge. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I, I, I can certainly see how you can argue the point. But the 110, is this where he's going to end up? Is this where we're going to see him settle in? Or could he go higher in your expert fantasy opinion? I think he will still be in that early second range. I don't, I don't think he's going to consistently move into the first round at this point, or even in the future. And if he is going... There's still just a little, there's still a little bit of concern about Tyreek Hill. I think Talk a little bit about that concern. Well, potential mean, of a holdup, potential of a trade, potential of more fallout from this? Well, I don't need to talk about it because you just did. Well, I mean, I'm asking you, is it yeah, all those I things? Mean, it, could be any, it could be anything. Okay. I mean, there's, he is, there's a little bit of uncertainty with just his situation. It's, right. I don't think there's going to be a problem, but you, just, you never know. I mean, something could happen. I mean, who knows with that? With, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with him. You know? Right. So I think if you look at a player like Michael Thomas yeah, or Devontae Adams, you can feel very safe. They've not had injury issues. They have stud quarterbacks. Even Julio's got it. You know, he's on the you know the active pup list, right? Is that correct right now? Uh, uh, I can look that up. So, I mean, I I know that you know he he's had foot issues, and they, and I don't think they're totally gone away. I know that it might just be minor, but I mean, there's a, a little bit there to worry about, uh, and I don't think you have to have those concerns with Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas, at least as far as just the non-injury issues, non-off the field concerns. I don't know about Jones being on the active pup. I know Hopkins is. Maybe that's who you're thinking of. Is Jones on the active pup? No, I think pup? he is. Okay, fair enough. Um, you had voiced your concerns with the uh, Packers offense, you know, being a new offense this year. Do you think those are largely not – well, I, I'm trying to phrase this the, the correct way. Do you think that those have a minimal impact on Devontae Adams? It, it doesn't sound like you're very concerned about him in a brand-new offense under Matt LaFleur. Well, there is some concern, but, you know, we talked about uh, MVS last night as being a done number two receiver there. I do think Adams is going to command most of the targets, and Rodgers will get enough of them. Uh, there, but there is concern about a new offense. We don't know what right. the is going to be sure. necessarily. So, I mean, you can't say with certainty. They use tight ends really frequently in Tennessee. So maybe this is a reason to look at Jimmy Graham, where in the past you never drafted Packers tight ends because right. they just didn't use them enough. Unless there's your Michael Finley. Sure. Well, I mean, he was going high that one year. Um, <laughs> moving on. Do you remember that, though? I mean, like tight end premium scoring. I remember him and Vernon Davis. It, that, that was like the popular stack from the 12. A lot of people were, would go Jermichael Finley and Vernon Davis to start things off from that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Odell Beckham leading things off here at the uh, 201. Would you uh, do a quick would you rather here, because I know you're a Beckham fan. Would you rather draft Odell Beckham over Tyreek Hill, or would you go Hill over Beckham? Um, I would still go Beckham over Hill. Okay. All right. Fair enough. 202. George Kittle. A little surprising. He is the first, excuse me, second tight end off the board tonight before Zach Ertz, who has gone, and we'll tell you about it in a second. But George Kittle to Elliot Chris from thequanedge.com, taking George Kittle as the second tight end off the board. Joe Mixon after that to Treader and Sarkey, the FFPC Joes. And it is uh, James Conner uh, after that, the Pittsburgh running back, going to David Dodds as he pairs Julio Jones with James Conner. Connor's real-life teammate, Juju Smith-Schuster, goes to Shelly Fossum as she is one of two teams to start off receiver-receiver tonight. Melvin Gordon off the board to Howard Bender at the 206 tonight. The Chargers running back goes there. Uh, we talked about the uh, holdout concerns. I, I think those, um, as far as FFPC drafters go, I think they're 
I guess it's mildly concerned, but it's not really affecting his draft spot all that much. He is still going on average at the 204 over the last three days, um, and he, tonight he goes at the 206. So a little bit of value there for Howard Bender. All right. I can, I can see people, though, passing on Gordon and just not wanting to be involved with that situation. Like We talked totally. about it a little yep. bit. Uh, but after Le'Veon Bell, I mean, you can get gun-shy, especially if you own Le'Veon, if you made the mistake of drafting Bell last year. Uh, it was a little bit more – you know, here you're still in the early days of this thing. Yeah. But it does sound, you know, based on the news I'm reading, even you know, every, every day it kind of changes a little bit. It sounds like they are dug in on both sides. And this could become more of a thing. I, I think I underestimated it a little bit, to be honest with you, the first the first I heard about it. But I'm, I'm starting to take it a little bit more seriously now. Uh, Shane P. Hallam says he likes Tyreek Hill over uh, Odell Beckham. He says there's too many balls to go around in Cleveland. Um, and there's only one ball in each, on each uh, field there, Shane. That's the problem. I, mean, I think that's, that's the issue he has. Did you see what well, – but I mean, you know, what is he? So, but you still have you have Kelsey and you have, I guess, Damian Williams, Nicole Hardman, <laughs> luminaries like that, James Williams, if he makes the team, Marcus Robinson. All right, we're gonna stop right, talking good, about good players point, that have already been uh, taken. All right, let's talk about how chaos is gonna ensue here now. We get the uh, FFPC veteran, a defending champion of one of the five thousand dollar entry big payback leagues. It is Greg Cantor, uh, take going tight end, tight end to start. Oh boy! See, when we were talking about this last right. play, now trying to wreck the draft right. for everybody else. And that's and this is now this is where it becomes interesting for some of these pros who are not familiar with uh, this format um, or are not used to drafting in this format. How do you handle it? Are are you gonna you know start drafting a, a tight end maybe a round or two earlier than you normally would to make sure that you're getting a a a, a great one, an elite one? Um, I guess you could make the case that all the elite ones are now gone with Zach Ertz going at the 207 to Crack Rock as he gets Travis Kelsey and Ertz to start off. But we'll be watching these tight ends closely as this action unfolds uh, over the next couple of rounds, Dave. Uh, Todd Gurley. I love that. I like, I like that you did it. That's cool. Yes. And, we, and normally it happens every – I remember, was it um, – oh, who's our buddy who, who uh, drafts in Kentucky? Uh, he's in a dynasty league with me. Craig Campbell. Craig Camper. Craig Campbell went tight end, tight end, tight end to start one of these pros versus Joe's draft. This was probably like two or three years ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it did not end well for him, uh, so I, <laughs> I, I'll, I will say that. Uh, I have seen a tight end, tight end start, a tight end, tight end, tight end start work before, right. not here. Well, Sigmund Bloom had a tight end, tight end one that worked, right? Yeah, he did. Well, I'm talking about triple tight end. Right, okay. I, I saw, I've seen that work in the uh, football guys contest before, which, by the way, you can register for that at myffpc.com, $250,000 grand prize. Drafts going off every day in that, and I've seen that work. In pros versus Joes, I've never seen a triple tight end start work. That's not to say it can't. Hell, I would love to see it work uh, in this format. That'd be so much fun to talk about. Uh, sadly, I, I don't know if we will ever see that, but there's a lot of talented drafters in this contest. If anybody can pull it off, it is uh, definitely one of these 72 drafters. All right, moving on after Ertz. It is Todd Gurley going at the 208 to Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell. So they paired David Johnson with Todd Gurley. That is one hell of a start here as they go running back, running back, but a lot of upside between those running backs. Mike Evans goes with uh, Alvin Kamara on Robert Gross's team. Antonio Brown is the third-to-last pick of the second round as Antonio Brown goes to Josh Moore from four for four. Uh, Dalvin Cook to Kurt Kikis, the Minnesota running back. A lot of pub uh, going on with him, uh, a decent amount of hype, as I think a lot of people are expecting a big bounce back year from Dalvin Cook this year. Uh, FFPC drafters, if that's any gauge, are normally taking him at the 207, 
over the last three days in FFPC best balls. And we're talking about about two dozen, just over two dozen drafts. Uh, so again, not a terribly large sample size, but you get a good feel of where these drafters are taking them. And then the final pick of the uh, second round, it is Nick Chubb to Brad Evans from Yahoo.com. And that is your second round. Half of it made up of running backs. Uh, five receivers, excuse me, four receivers go off the board, and then a pair of tight ends. Nothing really stands out to me other than the ones that, that we had seen uh, thus far. Joe Mixon, I guess you could make the case that he slipped uh, a little bit again. Um, he normally goes at the 202. He goes at the 203 tonight, so I, I don't think that's uh, that big of a, a value. Chubb at the 212 is pretty late for Chubb. Uh, yeah, and, and he, we've, we saw him go in the first round on Sunday night, Dave. Uh, to um, the Scott Fishbowl champion. Why can I not think of his name now? I, I should remember this. Scott Lane, right? Wasn't that his name? I believe so. Let's go with that. Uh, and I mean, winning the Scott Fishbowl is, well, nice. It's not something that's, you know, going to always make someone's name stick in the back of my brain. It should. It's my fault. I, 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 blame my, <laughs> I have nobody to blame but myself, Dave. Uh, you talked about Nick Chubb's ADP normally going at the 205, falls at the 212 tonight. So there you go. Um, anything else standing out to you uh, over the second round here, Dave? I mean, we had three teams go running back, running back. We had two teams go receiver, receiver. We saw one team go tight end, tight end. So there is um, you, 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 there, there's a potential for some fireworks here. I was going to say, usually you don't see a, a, a Hopkins-Juju start because it, usually Hopkins goes its head earlier and Juju goes its head earlier. So that's kind of an interesting and, and fun and good start for Shelly Fossum. That is fun. It is fun and interesting. I like it's, it. It's fun interesting. I mean, they're both like you know great players in their prime, no injury issues at all, good, really good quarterback play. So I, I, I like that. Story. Although Hopkins is on the active pop for what it's worth. That is true. Tore ligaments off his shoulder. Um, but you're right. Um, I was listening to uh, – the KFFSC podcast, um, actually earlier today, and the commissioner, Farrell Elliott, uh, he believes that Hopkins, while he put up insane numbers last year, he thinks Hopkins is going to do even more in 2019. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's move on to the third round. It is turn yes, T.Y. Hilton at the 301 once again tonight. Really, uh, it, it doesn't surprise me anymore. He's always on the turn. He will never get picked in the mid-round. It just does not happen in the middle of the round. It every year. Every year. Uh, Damian Williams is the third consecutive running back drafted by Kurt Kikas, who won one of these leagues last year. Damian Williams, uh, the running back, running back, running back start in pros versus Joe's. Now, we saw some interesting stuff last night from uh, Patrick Beasley, and then, of course, 2016 FFPC main event winner David Hubbard. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, Dave, I think there's the potential for seeing some more crazy stuff tonight. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on uh, good old Dr. Kikas there in the two-hole tonight see how his team develops, um, but uh, there's some potential there for some uh, for a real interesting-looking roster. Dr. Chikas, does he teach high school? Uh, no. Oh. Keenan Allen is, uh, maybe he did at some point, I don't know. Keenan Allen is the uh, 303 pick tonight for Josh Moore, followed by Stefan Diggs, as he is the first Vikings receiver off the board tonight. Robert Gross gets him at the 304. Amari Cooper, the Dallas Cowboys receiver, to Dynasty Command Center's Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell in the five spot. He is their number one receiver. Leonard Fournette off the board at the 306 to team tight end. That is Crack Rock pairing Fournette with Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. I guess he's not pairing them. He's bringing, them, bringing him into the fray there, uh, as you can't have a pair of three. Uh, A.J. Green to Howard Bender is the first uh, receiver he drafts. He's his number one receiver. Well, that's an interesting team two years ago, Dave. Uh, Bell Gordon and A.J. Green. 
True. Um, we'll see how it turns out this Could year. Could be interesting this year. Adam Thielen, the third consecutive receiver drafted by one Shelley Fossum. Hopkins, Smith, Schuster, and Thielen. Thielen goes at the 308 tonight. Um, the first team, maybe the only team, we'll see here what Matthew Zimmer does in the 12th spot, but the first team at least to go with three straight receivers to start things off, and the only team uh, to start off with three straight receivers tonight. Aaron Jones, the Packers running back to footballguys.com, David Dodds at the 309, followed by Devontae Freeman to Matthew Treder and Justin Sarkey at the 310. Marlon Mack at the 311 to Elliot Chris, and then Derek Henry ending things at the 312. So no tight ends go off the board in round number three. It was uh, split half uh, running backs and half receivers there. As we look back on this third round, uh, we, we've talked about some of these guys already. One guy that we haven't talked about here was the penultimate pick of the third round, David, and is Marlon Mack from the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are a, a favorite, a darling of fantasy owners and bettors as uh, they look to win the AFC South this year. We saw Andrew Luck's shoulder was healthy last year. They get a healthy Jack Doyle back. They are bringing in Paris Campbell. They have brought in Devin Funches. They did not address the uh, running back situation as far as bringing in a bell cow. So it seems to be Marlon Mack's job to lose. You look at Marlon Mack's normal ADP in the FFPC uh, best balls over the last three days. He's normally going at the 307, bit of value to get him at the 311 tonight. As you look at those players right there, Dave, how does Marlon Mack fit in with your draft strategy as far as a late third-round pick? Well, my overall draft strategy this year is probably not to be taking running backs in that third, fourth round range, so I probably won't be drafting him much. Uh, that said, I think he, I, I like Marlon Mack. He had some really good games last year. The offense is really, really solid. Uh, the question is the receptions. Is he going to get enough receptions to really be a good, great PPR back? I think he might actually. So if he falls far enough, I guess I could take him, but I'll probably be looking more at the, um, you know, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Julian Edelman's, Brandon Cooks of the world that, around that in that range. Shane P. Hallam chiming in uh, says that he loves Marlon Mack this year. He had some big games in 2018. He really did. Uh, Dave Sciotto, who actually is a former guest of this show, um, talked about how running backs are getting thin when you start off with three receivers. He's interesting, uh, interested to see how Shelly Fossum addresses this, and I think she did a pretty good job with her fourth-round pick. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I, now, listen, I, I've done a ton of, of um, podcasts and, and radio stuff. I know we've talked about Derrick Henry on the HSFF Hour before. Have we talked about him at all as far as the pros versus Joes contest goes? Because I think this is a guy – who is among the more polarizing running backs uh, this season. Will he be the running back that he was the last five weeks of 2018? Will he be the running back that he was the first 11 weeks of 2018? Or is he going to be somewhere in the middle? Dave, I know you think he's going to be somewhere in the middle, but what side is he going to be closer to? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm optimistic about Henry. Uh, I, I really think he's going he's to get a lot of touches. He still has Deion Lewis to be getting third down uh, receptions. So I, 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 we had this conversation the other day. I, I do agree with you that Henry is not going to probably get enough receptions to be an RB1 probably. So he has a good shot of being an RB2 is more of his ceiling. But then what is his floor? His floor could be worse. So is that where you want to draft a player in the third round? And, I, again, I get back to my kind of my case that I'm making is that I'm probably looking at receivers more in that yeah. range. Uh, 
just my general strategy is probably to go running back, one running back in the first round early if I'm picking early. Mm-hmm. If I'm picking late, maybe grab someone in the early second and mid-second round as a running back okay. or a receiver in the first, and then kind of have a cute, you know, pound the receivers this year. Uh, interested in early tight end as well. It just depends on where things fall. Like. Now, does that strategy that you're talking about right there, is that specific to best ball? Is it specific to a 20-round, or is it just no, in for general? Me, for me, it's kind of in general, and I know that, as you get further into the draft, so you have to be really much more best ball specific. But for me, the first five or six rounds, I'm okay with that, even though knowing that in best ball formats, especially FFPC, uh, running backs get, get taken a lot earlier because you can start four, and people like to stack the heck out of them. Yeah, and, and for, for anybody who is uh, you know checking out the FFPC for the first time or looking at these drafts, the starting format, uh, starting lineup format in the FFPC is – a quarterback, a kicker, a defense, a tight end, a pair of running backs, pair of receivers, and two flexes. So you could start three tight ends, four receivers, four running backs if you wanted. Tight ends do get a point and a half per catch uh, as far as PPR scoring goes. So they do typically get pushed up here, and you might see tight ends go a little bit earlier in this draft than you would in other drafts like we are about to talk about here as we kick off our fourth round analysis of the 2019 Pros versus Joes. League number three, I want you. Am I, I, I feel like every time I say I want you, I'm saying it like, like how I read it with like Uncle dork. Sam. Do, oh. do I sound like a dork when I do it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but you actually I'm sound trying like to, I, I can't, but I want to sound like Apollo Creed, you know, where, where he's, you know. Well, talk, he's black, you don't sound like a black guy. I can sound black. I've sounded black before. <laughs> People are already clamoring but for Apollo Creed is really right. cool, though. Like, he's a really cool sounding. I was just watching him in um, Predator. Oh, yeah. The other were were we watching that or who was I watching that with? I I I was watching it with my wife because it was on you know HBO or something. I was watching it with it was somebody. The, it was the Schwarzenegger one though. Not yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Boy, I can't remember who I was watching that with, but we're it's a good movie. Okay. Um. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Great analysis. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes at the four one. Can't do a Pat Mahomes impression. I'll tell you that he is the first quarterback off the board going with the first selection of the fourth round of the FFPC, Joe Matthew Zimmer. Julian Edelman right after that is the number two receiver for the Quant Edges, Elliot Crisp. Philip Lindsay, climb, climb, climb to the 4-0-3 tonight as the third running back for Matthew Tretter and Justin Sarkey for uh, references' sake. Over the last three days in FFPC best ball drafts, he's been going at the 4-0-9, Dave. I think a few things about Philip Lindsay. We'll get back to the rest of the fourth round here. Here's what I believe about Philip Lindsay. Um, he had that serious wrist injury last year. He's already practicing at training camp. He's already catching passes at training camp, and he's already working with the first team at training camp. Yeah, so I, 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 and I will say this, as far as Lindsay goes, with his Pro Bowl season last year, people were nervous about him. He is going to continue to climb, and I will submit him for the 2019 High stakes fantasy football hour ascended semifinalist. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Actually, that's very true. You know, Lindsey could be, you know, it's not a, it's not a great parallel, but he could be kind of like the the the, the running back version of Tyree Kill coming off his rookie season. Ooh, he didn't get respect. Uh, Lindsey is coming off an injury. Tyree Kill, everyone thought he was like Deshaun Jackson. Not everyone, we didn't, but a number of people did, and they just discounted his his rookie season. And maybe maybe we shouldn't. And uh, I've, I even admittedly I've done that with Lindsay to an extent too, uh, and I, I I don't I don't mind this pick at all in the early fourth round. I, I think, think it, it I, right. I think draft pedigree probably goes into that. I think you and I put a lot of stock into that. Yeah, the fact it, as that, well I think you should right. Right, 
But that said, like any metric, it is not infallible. There are exceptions to everything. And Philip Lindsay certainly looks like he could be an exception to that with all the teams passing on him a minimum of seven times as he, uh, well, I mean, I'm being a little liberal with my wording there, but you know what I mean. He was undrafted seven rounds worth. Yeah, I mean, you know, talk about Derrick Henry, who went a few picks before him. Lindsey has, you know, RB1 upside, whereas we don't, at least I don't think that Henry necessarily does, unless the stars align perfectly for Henry, which they very well could. If he has another week 14 or 15 like he did last year, yeah. then he's RB1. Um, could he, and he could not be a, uh, like a, let's say, like a top five running back this year unless he catches passes, right? Who, Henry? Henry, Derrick Henry. It would be almost impossible. Right. I mean, remember, I remember, um, what was it? He's that Cincinnati running back. It's like a Rudy Johnson. Is Rudy it? Johnson, sure, yeah. He was going, I remember in WCOP, he was going in the mid-second round. And I mean, I, we were, it was a consideration. It was like the 206, 207. That's why he was getting taken. I'm like, I can't take Rudy Johnson here. And instinctively, I didn't know why, but I just couldn't. I knew, I knew he didn't catch many passes. And really the reason was he was just going too early for a guy who never caught passes. He needed the perfect season. And I think you kind of need that with Henry, although Henry's a lot cheaper than, than Rudy Johnson. Indeed he is. He's going in the fourth round here. Let's uh, take a break from the drafting action and get uh, some uh, – go to the phone lines here. The 626 area code, you're on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with Dave and Balky. Who are we speaking to? Somebody had to do something to end all that babble. <laughs> this is Dr. <Doc. laughs> That doc, and so, so doc, did you ever teach high school? That, that was a question I was going to ask Kirk. He gets here. Did you ever teach high school, Kirk? <laughs> no, I taught uh, graduate school, and it was not much different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Students a couple like more that. entrance exams, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, no question. Exactly. Um, Kurt, you knew yes, you were drafting from the two spot tonight. You, you probably had a pretty good idea who was going to be out there. How do you like your draft so far as now you are through five rounds worth of picks? Um, you know what? I, I like it. I feel comfortable with the start. Um, I was hoping for a tight end somewhere at that four or five turn, but the, the guys I like in that area were gone. So instead of, you know, bumping somebody up, um, take an upside receiver. So I took a Brandon Cooks, who's got that great speed, and then DJ Moore, who hopefully will open things up uh, in year two. Yeah, and you, I noticed that you um, – I don't – you know, this is probably a small sample size that I'm going with, but I see a lot of people, and this is probably – I think the, the, the draft board kind of falls this way, but I see a lot of people who draft McCaffrey also get DJ Moore this year too. Do you have a lot of shares of both of those guys? Because they're smart. <laughs> um, you know, I, I do um, – I have more shares of, of Moore than I do because he his where he goes seems to vary. I've seen him go mid fourth all the way to like the mid fifth, where you know McCaffrey's going to be gone in the first three. Um, but I, I don't have a whole bunch of them together, but um, I'm happy to have them in this format definitely. You started off with three straight running backs. Once again, we're talking with Kirk Kikas drafting out of the second spot tonight. 2018 uh, FFPC Pros versus Joe's League Champ. I, what, what, did you? I mean, I, I know you can't really plan on, on stuff like this, but certainly you didn't have any trepidation starting off this format, a 28-round best ball with three straight running backs. Right. Yeah. No. Very comfortable doing that. Um, there's a lot of good value all over the the board uh, at a variety of positions. So, you know, getting three strong guys. Um, I know you know some people are down on Williams this year, thinking he's not going to do much, but I believe in Andy Reid. I know they've got Hyde down there, but I, I think um, taking Williams as my third running back gives me a lot of good upside when I pair them with uh, him with CMC and uh, Cook, definitely. 
Yeah, for the four eleven with uh, with Brandon Cooks here. I, I want to ask you about him because you had the opportunity for either of the big Rams receivers, Cooks or Woods. What was it that sold you on Cooks over Woods uh, for Jared Goff's uh, favorite receiver here this year? Speed. I like the speed. Um, I don't have uh, a lot of the Rams receivers. Period. Um, just a smattering of uh, the three of them. But I think, you know, at that turn, uh, someone who's explosive, it can give me uh, those long touchdowns. That's something I'm looking for. You always want explosion on the team. Um, Yeah. Kirk Kikis writing on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour here uh, on the the Pros versus Joes coverage. Um, Kurt, let's talk about Greg Cantor real quick here as, as he started off with Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. Um, the, the tight end, tight end. Do you expect to, to see these tight ends get pushed up a little bit more? I mean, we saw three of them go off the board in, in round four as, as some of these pros might scramble to grab one. I know that always kind of throws mm-hmm. even football guys drafts into chaos a little bit when, when somebody doubles up on tight ends right away. What do you expect to see now with that position in this draft? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think that really impacts kind of at least the way I think. Um, in terms of, you know, trying to grab a, a tight end. Um, there's still a lot of value out there. You know, it may, it may fluster some folks um, when you see two of the top three tight ends in this format go to one team. Um, I mean, uh, Greg is a great drafter, and now he doesn't have to worry about tight ends for quite a while. He can be, you know, taking his pick of, you know, the good receivers and uh, running backs that fall to him in the middle. But I think we'll see, you know, some tight ends go, you know, half a round to a round early now. Uh, as some folks might panic. Not only is he uh, defending his belt in this competition, as as far as the league goes, um, he will be defending his belt in the uh, 2019 Football Guys Players Championship live on the HSFF Hour Draft. That is a week from Friday. Uh, I know I have to do my homework and pull up all all the wonderful picks you made there and and how crazy that finish was as far as who won that league. It was a razor-thin margin. So I look forward to covering uh, your draft then. And I also want to thank you for correcting us on our uh, Italian wine knowledge uh, last night. It was totally inexcusable, and and I'm glad we have somebody cultured enough to uh, listen to the show to bring that to our attention. So thank you. No Chianti tonight. (laughs) Yeah, Amarone. Try the Amarone. It's a wonderful wine. Amarone, we got it. We will do that, and we always love talking to you. Kurt, thanks so much for calling in. Exactly. (laughs) I can't afford that wine. (laughs) All right, good luck, man. Good luck the rest of the way. Enjoy the draft. All right, perfect. You got it. Thank you, Dr. Kurt Kikis there from the uh, two-hole tonight, drafting in the Pros versus Joes competition. Always good to hear from him. And uh, let's uh, keep it going here, Dave. I want to go to the 908 area code right now and bring in another caller who is live on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Who is this? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's uh, Robert Gross. I'm uh, drafting right now in the uh, – I was in the four slot. And, oh, yeah. and, and you still are. FFPC Joe, yeah. uh, Robert Gross, drafting out of the four spot tonight. So, okay, so it's great to hear from you, number one. Can you tell us a little bit about your prep and, and knowing that you had the four spot? What were you sort of trying to accomplish here in these, uh, the, these first five rounds, uh, you know, as far as the roster construction goes? What were you expecting? Kind of take us through your thought process here, Robert. Yeah, um, I mean, just kind of, uh, you know, running some uh, – checking the ADP, you know, every few days and then running some, you know, tests out of the – what I would consider to be like, you know, 
me drafting from the four spot who I think could be there and then uh, kind of giving myself a few options at that spot um, and then just kind of, you know, looking into those players that might be around, you know, uh, who I think I might like just right off the bat and who I think I would need to look into. Uh, and then, like you said, the other part of it is uh, coming up with a strategy that, uh, you know, for roster construction, because that's, for me, in something like this, <clears throat> that might even be more important. Uh, you want to have, you want to be able to look at your team and say, you know, it's balanced and I like it. And I think this is a team that, you know, can get me through the season because, you know, with this, there's no waiver moves or anything. So you, you get what you get when you, when you draft and that's it. So you got to make sure that uh, you prepare accordingly. Robert, we, we were just talking to Kirk Hikas about this, the fact that Greg Cantor started off tight end, tight end. Did that affect your decision uh, when you're drafting at the 409 there in, in grabbing Evan Engram, or were, was that sort of a player that you were targeting in that area anyway? Yeah, I mean, uh, Evan Engram was kind of the guy that I thought I would get in the fourth round if he was there. Um, I would have thought long and hard about DJ Moore, but I think I think he was taking a pick before me. Uh, or two picks before me, but uh, yeah, Evan Ingram was pretty much the guy because I just, you know, I have a a certain amount of tight ends that I'm looking to acquire, and uh, I think um, I think Evan Ingram is a solid tight end one. I think that there's a lot of available uh, uh, targets with OBJ being gone, especially down in the red zone. I think Ingram, I think Ingram's going to be like a pseudo slot receiver I think they're going to put him outside once in a while I think there's going to be uh, a lot of opportunity for him uh, coming up here talking with Robert Gross who's drafting in tonight's pros versus Joe's league number three competition from the four spot and according to the draft board I have in front of me it looks like you are on deck right now you have uh, your draft so far is Camara. Uh, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Evan Engram, and Tariq Cohen thus far. Now you are on the clock at the 609. Who's going to be the pick here, Robert? So um, somebody fell to me that I didn't expect to be here. And I'm probably going to wind up taking him. I, I would have taken Rashad Penny, but he just went. Uh, but even with this player here, I think uh, I think this is good value here. I'm going to take uh, Tevin Coleman, the running back. Tevin Coleman, uh, San Francisco 49ers running back. He is the first 49ers running back off the board. Can you just kind of give us your insight on why you think he is the 49ers running back to own in 2019? Well, you know, I think I think that offense should be a lot better this year. You know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going down last year was a big uh, blow for them early on. Um, and I like uh, I like Kyle Shanahan a lot as a play caller, as an offensive mind. And you know they went to go get this guy in the off season. They had Jarek McKinnon on the uh, on the roster, so I think that they they must really like this guy because you know uh, they went out and they signed him. And you know Tevin Coleman's always been a, a a favorite player of mine. I'd like to see what he could do in a featured role. I don't know if he's going to get a tremendous amount. Like I don't know if he's going to be a bell cow guy, but. I'm hoping for, uh, you know, I think with where I got him, I think that's pretty good value. And I think um, at this point in the draft, the running backs are going to slim out here pretty soon. So I think it's important to make sure you have a couple guys like that. 
Yeah, you certainly don't need to be a bell cow to uh, outpace your draft value in the sixth round, no question. And he is your number three, too, which is good depth there. So Kamara, Cohen, and Coleman in your backfield. Evans and Diggs outside. Evan Ingram crushing it up the middle at your tight end. So you got the formation of a pretty good team here, Robert. Keep up the good work. Thanks so much for chiming in. And good luck winning that half million this year uh, for the FFPC main event, dude. Yep, thanks, guys. Rob, Robert Gross chiming in, drafting from the four hole tonight, and you just heard him make that Tevin Coleman pick live on the air. Uh, much as I would love to dwell on that and keep talking to these guests, Dave, we've kind of fallen behind on our end oh, of the bargain in oh. fulfilling the uh, draft coverage here, the pick-by-pick. Pick. I'm going to go back to the fourth round where we left off. We just got done talking about Philip Lindsay. Here are the picks after that, starting with the 404, Hunter Henry to David Dodson, football guys. on Johnson is the first running back chosen by Shelly Fossum, and she started with three straight receivers. O.J. Howard, the fifth tight end off the board to Howard Bender tonight, the aptly named O.J. Howard, or the aptly named Howard Bender, however you want to look at it. Kenyon Drake is the number two running back drafted by Greg Cantor to pair with Leonard. Fournette, Josh Jacobs, the third rusher selected by Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell. You just heard us talk about Evan Ingram as he went to Robert Gross. Last three picks of the fourth round, James White, Brandon Cooks, and Chris Godwin to Josh Moore, Kurt Kikis, and Brad Evans, respectively. Going off in the fifth round here, David Montgomery to Brad Evans as his number three running backs. We're seeing a lot of teams with three running backs early. I believe through, I'm just counting this up now, through five rounds we have one, two, three, four, five, six teams. So half the league already has three running backs through five rounds, something to be paying attention to as far as the receiver value slipping a little bit tonight. Uh, we don't have anybody crazy uh, like a couple. Well, it's, I'm not going to say that yet. There, we, we, could, <laughs> we could see some interesting draft strategies. We're only in the seventh round here, so there's, there's plenty of time to do some weird, wild stuff here. All right, David Montgomery to Brad Evans, DJ Moore to Kirk Kikis, Robert Woods to Josh Moore as his third receiver, Tariq Cohen to Robert Gross, Kenny Galladay, the number two receiver drafted by the Dynasty Command Center guys, and then Tyler Lockett, the number one receiver for Greg Cantor, who went tight end, tight end, running back, running back. Uh, Chris Carson, the third running back for Howard Bender there, Mark Ingram to Shelly Fawson, and then Sony Michelle, the third rusher for David Dodds, the New England Patriots running back. Jared Cook is uh, the seventh tight end selected tonight to Matthew Treader and Justin Sarkey at the 5'10". And then completing the fifth round is a pair of receivers, Cooper Cup and Alshon Jeffries, as he goes to Matthew Zimmer with the final pick of the fifth round. Uh, I look at this, Dave, um, so, so the Lockett thing, the fact that he's the number one receiver for, for Greg Cantor, that's going to be interesting. I thought that was pretty good value, not only with, with Chris Carson uh, to Howard Bender, but Mark Ingram to Shelly Fossum. I think when you go receiver, 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 and end up with a starting running backfield of, of on Johnson and Mark Ingram, you could do a lot worse, and Shelly did not. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I really felt like it kind of fell to her really nicely with Johnson falling and Ingram falling. I, I, it's, uh, it's a really nice start for her team. I'm just looking at the ADP for Sony Michelle here, and he is normally going at the 412. Uh, he goes tonight at the 509. Nice little chunk of value there for David Dodds. Or is it? Because I know that uh, the Dizzle is not a Michelle guy in 2019, at least in, at this point of the offseason. Yeah, you know, I, I, I have serious concerns about Sony Michelle. The fact they drafted Damian Harris early, pretty darn early. Uh, maybe he's the best player on the board. Maybe he returns kicks, but. Uh, He's supposed to deal with James White. So, uh, to me, it's a tough road to hoe to become an RB1, which you're not expecting in the fifth round, but even an RB2. Uh, if he plays like he did in the playoffs, I mean, maybe, maybe he gets there. So, 
Dodds was supposed to be calling in, and I, I told my, you know, pick at his team as much as I could. On okay, Twitter. so let's okay, so let's let's hold off on the <laughs> Michelle uh, criticism yet. I want to save that when we actually have him on the air and, and talk to him about that. Uh, let's get into the sixth round here, Dave. Sammy Watkins to Matthew Zimmer. That's the number four receiver for him. Quite the wide receiver core for Matthew Zimmer. Only one running back thus far. Uh, Vance McDonald, the number two tight end drafted by Elliot Chris, as he uh, pairs McDonald to go with Kittle at his tight end uh, situation. Allen Robinson, the number two receiver for Treader and Sarkey. Calvin Ridley off the board at the 604 tonight. So David Dodd starting two receivers. You guessed it. Same as Matt Ryan has in Atlanta. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Mike Williams off the board is the fourth receiver drafted by Shelley Fossum. Jarvis Landry is the number two wide for Howard Bender here at the 606 tonight. Tyler Boyd, the newly rich Tyler Boyd to Crack Rock. He only drafts receivers named Tyler. It's Tyler Lockett <laughs> and Tyler Boyd on his team in the fifth and sixth round. The only two receivers he has. Uh, wait, there's more drama with that for what Crackrock did in the seventh. We'll talk about that in a second here. Uh, Trio of running backs here, Rashad Penny to uh, Patrick and McDowell, Tevin Coleman. You heard Robert Gross make that pick live on the air. And then Latavius Murray, the new New Orleans Saint, to Josh Moore from four for four here at the 6'10". And then a pair of receivers, or slender receivers, Dante Pettis to Kurt Kikas uh, as he uh, gets him as the number three receiver. And then Robbie Anderson finishing off the sixth round as the third receiver drafted by Brad Evans. Latavius Murray, Dave, yes, guy sir. that had standalone value last year in Minnesota. Now he's backing up Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, he's playing a role, playing and, the Ingram part. And playing the Ingram part, but you know what he does better than Mark Ingram? Catch passes. I like me some Latavius Murray this does, year, my I, I don't know if he does catch passes. Well, let's look it up. <laughs> I, will, I will do it right now. Don't think I won't. So let's talk about Latavius Murray and he sucks. Wait, no, no, no. Does he, do you really? I'm no, serious. I actually I like him. Okay. I actually I like Murray. I like him in that spot. I like him in that offense. Uh, he's not going to catch as many. Yeah, you're right. He only caught 22 last year. I thought I was higher than that. He yeah. does have 128 in his career. For whatever that's worth. Well, in 2015, he caught 41. This is interesting. So with the Raiders in 2015, he caught 41, 33 in 2016, and then he goes to Minnesota and he catches 37 over the course of two years. Well, I mean, he's, he is plenty capable of doing it. That's not the role they're kind of asking of him. But the thing is that the role, if he does play the actual Ingram role, is uh, when Ingram was a full-time player two years ago, he, I don't know where he finished exactly. But I'm guessing it was like RB10 or something. It was crazy. It was way up there. And even if Alvin uh, gets more touches and gets more action, which I actually would argue that he probably won't, uh, even though he's being drafted super early. Yeah. I think that Murray's a nice, it's a nice solid pick. I think he has a really good shot of being a top 20, uh, 20 running back. Totally agree with that. I also don't know if you want Alvin Kamara to get that much more work. Keep that guy healthy. Keep him on the field. Best ability, availability. And Alvin Kamara needs to be on the field for that. Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How many touchdowns has Latavius Murray averaged in his last four years? Average per season. Per season? Average per season. Uh, five. You're very close to being uh, half, half. Uh, of what that is eight he had six in 2015 12 in 2016 and then eight uh in 2017 he had six last year so he's averaging eight touchdowns a year no, you know, that's really, it's really impressive i mean he, that he's such a good player that he keeps on moving from team to team every couple of years well he's only been on this will be his third team so. yeah, third team all right well I, mean, yeah, I get there's one argument okay, so it's like, okay, he's so great. Why is he moving okay teams but we will say this one of the two things about one, Cook, though. one of the <laughs> one of the teams that Felt, felt uh, fit to let him go was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And I, I don't think they're any sort of bastion of uh, yeah, GM wizardry. 
So, I, you know, it is what it is with that. You know, Murray's made a really nice – he's a seventh-round pick. You know, he's made a, he was a big uh, – all the pundits liked him because he was big and strong and fast. Sixth-round pick. Whatever. And uh, But he's done really well for himself. He's carved out a nice career, and I think he's uh, still going strong. His nickname is the K-Train. Didn't realize that. Also has a 1,000-yard season under his belt. You know, no one knows his that. nickname. Is that really his nickname? Uh, according to Wikipedia, Dave, and that is the end-all, be-all on the internet. Falls in the woods. Um, yeah, exactly. Let's get into um, the uh, seventh round here as uh, Brad Evans kicks things off with Just his call me T-bone. number four. <laughs> Love that T-bone. Uh, kicks things off with Christian Kirk as his number four receiver. I know you like that pick. You, you like your card- Cardinals this year. And Christian Kirk, you know, we talk about Fitz. We talk about Isabella. We talk about Murray and David Johnson. Christian Kirk we don't talk a whole lot about. He should have a good season this year in Arizona. I, I actually uh, agree with you. I don't own him anywhere in Dynasty. And I didn't try to draft him, but I think with the new – Coaching staff, the new offense, I think he, uh, he's going to be pretty, pretty darn solid. Totally agree with that. I'll take you through the rest of this round here as uh, we got tight ends and quarterbacks aplenty. Uh, David Njoku is the uh, second pick for Kirk Kikis here, the 702. That's his first tight end, so he does nail a tight end here in the seventh round. Uh, the guy he's throwing or he's catching passes from in real life is Baker Mayfield, and he goes with the next pick to Josh Moore as his number one quarterback. And that is, by the way, the second quarterback off the board tonight. Have not seen that in pros versus Joes thus far, with Baker Mayfield being the quarterback to tonight. Eric Ebron to Robert Gross right after that. Robert Gross will only draft tight ends with the initials EE as he goes Evan Engram and now Eric Ebron. I don't know who he's going to go for his third tight end. Maybe that'll be it. Daryl Henderson, the number five running back, drafted by Patrick and McDowell here from the five spot tonight at the 705. It is Daryl Henderson, the rookie for the Rams. Austin Hooper, are you insane? Austin Hooper, the third tight end selected by Crack Rock. Maybe not all that insane. He knows what he's doing. Austin Hooper to go with Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. There's your best tight end core in this draft, no question. Lamar Miller after that, the number four. Thank you. Number four running back uh, to uh, Howard Bender here to go with Bell Gordon and Carson. A pair of quarterbacks go off the board next. It is Deshaun Watson to Shelly Fossum. Andrew Luck to David Dodds followed by Marquez Valdez-Scantling to Treader and Sarkey, and then the guy who's throwing passes to him, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you heard that correct. Green Bay Packer, Marquez Valdez-Scantling goes one pick before NFL two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Never seen that before. I don't know if I'll see it again. Whatever. Aaron, well, I mean, listen, if, if MVS has this breakout season, which you said is a possibility for him, then maybe we'll continue to see that. That's a lock. Um, yeah. So, by the way, I'm just looking at this. That is three Green Bay Packers drafted before quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Great stuff. Aaron Rodgers to Elliot Chris with the penultimate pick of the seventh round here. And then Darius Geis to Matthew Zimmer as his number two running back with the 7-12 tonight. All right, dude. A lot to unpack with this round. All right, uh, let's unpack I, it. I, let, let's kick things off with Baker Mayfield as the second quarterback off the board tonight, the first quarterback off the board in the seventh round. Was it A, good value to get Mayfield in the seventh, or B, not so great value when all these other names like Watson, Luck, and Rodgers were out there? Well, I don't know that it was good value, but I think that it's – He's not going to get him in the eighth round. As you, as you saw a lot of quarterbacks, well, actually we will see quarterbacks going. So uh, effectively he has to have, Josh has to have Baker Mayfield as his number two quarterback. And, uh, you know, I guess if that's what he wants to do, that's fine. I can't, I can't really argue with it. If that's, if that's the guy that he likes, that's who he likes. You got to get your guys, Dave, and that's exactly 
what Josh Moore from 4 for 4 uh, did. I want to get back to the seventh round analysis, but before we do, let's head out to the uh, 617 as we welcome in another guest on tonight's live coverage of the pros versus Joe's on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. What's up? You're on the air with Dave and Balky. Hi, so it's Richard Lane from the first draft. From Rich Lane, man, it is good draft. to hear you. Yeah, well, I'm just <laughs> calling with draft. I'm I'm calling with draft envy. So what what are they letting <laughs> Kelly do here in the eight slot? She's got she's got seven players that weren't available for me, and they're all great. What's what's happening here? <laughs> This, well, this is interesting because each and every one of these drafts are, are different. And uh, now you were at the eighth spot on Sunday night, right, Rich? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and this, well, you took uh, the wrong week uh, to be in there, buddy. Yeah, let's set that night out. Good job. I asked Sunday, I asked the wrong here. night. Yeah. <laughs> but, You're loving Shelly's draft here. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, she's Hopkins, compiling a tremendous team. Yeah, no, she's she's an excellent drafter. She knows what's what's going on. If we can flash back to Sunday night, uh, what was sort of your takeaway from from the squad you drafted? How happy you were with it? Uh, how disappointed you were with it? I don't I don't really know how you, how you felt like you, how you landed, but your analysis on how you did on Sunday night in this format. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned about my receivers a little bit. Um, there's a couple of players I expected to to slip to me and they didn't, so um, I ended up with taken three running backs rounds three through five. Um, I planned to come back and take a take a wide receiver in that fifth round, but when James White was available I couldn't I couldn't turn him down in, in the fifth round. So and then Tyler Boyd just went the slot before me in the sixth. So at that at that point I had a drop off for to other to other wide receivers so I went with Andrew Luck. And you know, I think I have a solid team. It's just whether or not I can get performance from my second wide receiver spot. Well, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as far as uh, how your team turns out. I, I think I remember when we went over your team at, at the end, um, we, we didn't have a whole lot of – we didn't poke too many holes in it. I, I thought it was a solid squad. Well, he hung up, and then we ripped on it. No, come on. That's not that's <laughs> not what happened. That's completely not what happened. No, no, Dave, that's true. Dave, we actually Dave, like that. Dave definitely – Eric, you were kind. Dave ripped on it. Oh, man, I'm the worst. I'm that, sorry about that. That's sort of like the Bonnie and Clyde relationship we have going on I did going say how much I liked, I said I liked your voice a lot and everything like that, didn't I? I said kind words yeah, about you, you did. as a yeah, person. You did, absolutely. <laughs> but it also means I can call you back, Dave, later in the season. Yeah, feel free as much as you want. You can that's talk right. a little crap. Rich, um, as, you, uh, as you look at this draft tonight, uh, aside from Shelley's team, is there anything that, that, that stands out to you? I, you know, I know we've talked about Greg Cantor going with tight end, tight end with his first couple of picks here tonight. Um, you know, we, we talked about Baker Mayfield as, as the second quarterback uh, off the board tonight. We've talked about some good values and, and some, uh, some reaches, too, tonight. What stood out to you? What, what are, what's your takeaway as we enter round nine of tonight's festivities? Um, definitely quarterbacks are sliding there going later. I think it's interesting that, that, that they then, that, that one team then went and took a third tight end, um, taking, taking the, the next best name off the board. Um, so certainly people are going to be hurting for tight ends, but, um, looking at the balance of, of that team, I think, I think he's going to have some struggles, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how that team plays out in particular, but between the, the, the number two team and and the and that number stellar number eight team, um, 
you know, they're, they're the two teams <laughs> I stand out as being strong. And uh, I'll and I'll I'll leave I'll leave you with my draft MV for the evening and see how she she gets through the rest of the draft. Oh, that's great. No, you're definitely stellar. So you're, you're stellar with us, Rich. We always appreciate uh, hearing from you. For anybody out there who did not uh, stream or, or download uh, Rich's appearance on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour from a couple weeks back, you can go do yourself a favor anywhere oh, podcasts right. are found. A couple weeks back, excuse me. Um, oh, right. Yeah, a couple, yeah, yeah, a couple I, weeks. I, I do, have well, one other, do have one other comment because Sam Lane picking in draft spot nine was obviously listening to that because on the way back in round <laughs> 10, he took James Washington, my sleeper, and then he took John Ross just be, as the as the pick was coming back to me in the in the late round as well. So obviously he was listening to me that night. So, yeah. um, it, so it, Sam, you're price, probably listening to me price. again. Thank you. <laughs> it's the price you pay for the fame of coming on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. I have no doubt you will find a way to rebound, my buddy, uh, here on the uh, on the show. Rich, thanks so much. For calling in. Good luck, not only in Pros versus Joes, but in the uh, FFPC main event. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk again soon, dude. Yeah, cheers. Have a good night. Rich Lane, ladies and gentlemen, drafting from the eighth spot of the Sunday night draft. It was Sam Lane, not Scott Lane, who drafted next to him. The Scott Fishbowl champion for last year. Okay, great. Uh, good to hear from yeah, Rich. You call, you call him a dude the other guy, too. Right? What are you calling him dude? Why not? The same thing. Oh, yeah, but we got into this. That's too boorish, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I should have called, called him. Al, sir. You texted them. You said. Thanks, dude, to Alex in the chat. He's like your boss. I mean, you know, why don't you stop Wait, using what, the word? Wait, hold on. What chat are you talking Slack about? Slack chat for FFPC. Why don't you stop using the word dude? Did I say dude? Did I, yeah. I don't know. Folksy. I That's like it. one opinion of it, yes. <laughs> is that? It's, is that? It's dickish is another version. I didn't realize it was dickish. <laughs> I, I thought like, it's, hey. Well, I mean, if it's to your boss, I think. I mean, you can say it to me because I don't really care. Well, no, because I just want to like say I like. I Alex, there's, there's a certain modicum of respect. You signed by. He lives in Manhattan. He lives right. in the city for Christ's sake. I, I, I just. I feel like I just, you know, every now and then you just got to slap him on the back and say, hey, man, you know, you're, we're cool, man. We're Take chill. <laughs> I will, I will uh, you know, whatever you want me to do, man, I, I'm your dude, dude. Uh, it's all good, man. I don't know. I'm just not saying. Well, now I'm not saying dude anymore for sure. No question. <laughs> Daryl, he never, he didn't mention it. Okay, good. Well, so that, see, that, that's the kiss of death. But I noticed it. If, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's what somebody doesn't say, and that's, that's the issue that I have with it. Okay. Daryl Henderson here tonight, Dave. He normally goes at the 609. Tonight he falls to the 705 to Patrick and McDowell. Um, that is the, you know, I look at how this, how people were drafting Gurley and Henderson before, and you're talking about soaking maybe a first round and then like a fifth round or a second round and a fourth round into Gurley and Henderson. It's not really happening anymore. And, and a good job by Patrick and McDowell here, especially in a best ball format, they get a Gurley, uh, in the, at the 208, but then they still make sure that they cover themselves with Henderson at the 705. That's an A++ job that they did tonight with that Rams backfield. Yeah, you know what happens is one of them, let's say Patrick, at the, in, the, in, the, in the sixth round, he's like, oh, hey, let's take Henderson. Let's take Henderson. Oh, the other guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's just take Penny. You know, it's fine. Let's just skip it. And then he came back around. And he's like, we're taking Henderson now for right. sure. And that's, that's probably what happened. You know, um, I've done that with co-managers in the past where we're not, not we're, I mean, we're like fairly close. Oh no, I would say like fifth spot. I've done that this before where they, they really want somebody. And then I'll say, no, 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 we can't take him. He'll be there. Even when I know he's not going to be there the next, when it comes back, <laughs> that's funny. Like, ah, we'll get him when he comes back. And then he gets taken and like, Oh, so close. You know, especially if it's like the next pick, you're like, 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, man, like, at least I've seen him go. Sorry, dude. Like, you, we'll, we'll go with your guy in the 15th, you know, <laughs> exactly. to, to make up for it. Yeah, so, Daryl Henderson may get in the seventh round. Nice job there. Uh, crack, crack, you know, I, I, joking, I, I jokingly said, everybody, uh, Austin Hooper, that he was insane to take him here as the third tight end but, uh, on his roster. But he already had two running backs, already had two receivers, loading up on tight ends. And, dude, in this format, your third tight end is a guy who caught 70, I believe it was 74 passes in 2018. You can do a lot worse than that. And he not only has the best tight ends in this draft, Dave, with Kelsey, Ertz, and Hooper, he might end up having the best tight end core of anybody in the pros versus Joe's competition. Yeah, congratulations. You get a, a ribbon for that. But you want to really try and win your league and win the overall thing. And I, I think I, that's what he's trying to do. I, I think that, that I, I don't think that's the correct strategy. I'm sorry, uh, Crack Rock. I love you. You're great. Uh, but I, I don't know that I would – if you're doing the first two picks, fine, that's, do that. But you really need to be stacking running backs and receivers and then taking Hooper and then Ryan. I don't think you can afford to do that when you're in round seven and eight, when you, uh, when you punted running back and receiver. I mean, you punt both those positions pretty much in the first couple of rounds. Sure. You really got to come back on him, and I, he's kind of not on that. Well, we'll see what happens uh, with that long way to go in this draft as we're about one-third of the way through just completing round nine. Yikes, we're falling behind. Round eight, let's get into that. 801 was Miles Sanders to Matthew Zimmer. So that is an interesting running back core of Derrick Henry, Darius Geis, and then Miles Sanders. I'll have some things to say about that in about a half hour. Curtis Samuel to Elliot Chris from the Quant Edge. That is his number four receiver tonight. Carson Wentz, the first quarterback drafted by Treader and Sarkey here at the 803, followed by Austin Eckler, David Dobbs, footballguys.com. And uh, Tupacker chiming in on that pick from the chat. More hot yoga from the football guys with Eckler. In other words, you're going to have to do some stretching when you reach like that. Did not care for that pick, Dave, uh, for Austin Eckler there. Yet uh, David Dodds is his number four running back. More on that later. Well, you know, uh, or more on it now. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's right. Eckler, who, who took him kind of early yesterday? Uh, I can't remember who it was now. Uh, it was but, earlier. It was, wasn't another. I thought it was. was it, it wasn't Sigmund Bloom, was it? It might have been. I thought actually. it was another football player. I think you're These right. These guys might have inside information over there, and they're not telling everybody. I'm, or, I'm, maybe, or maybe I'm not checking their site, and they are. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, listen, all, all entirely possible. I'm looking up the draft board from last night to find out, because I think you are right um, when we talk about the uh, – the, um, the pick made by the, Austin Eckler, where he was taken – Thank you. I think it was Sigmund Bloom. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time, and I, I can't even talk just by, it's like, if that's, you know, if that's what I'm doing, like, I can't even do that. But then there's all this discussion about Justin Jackson getting touches and getting, and, and so then, I mean, how great is it? You have to assume that Gordon is, is going to miss time or miss the season, and then they still kind of split. Uh, you know, Eckler was pretty productive. Had, what, I think you had, like, 160 fantasy points last year just in that part-time role. I really thought I'd be able to look this up quicker. I have that. No, 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 it's too late. It's too late, Dave. I have it in front of me right now. I can tell you that it was not. He just fact, already said it was Bloom in a chat room. Okay, it was Austin Eckler. And he also took him. <laughs> he also, by the way, he also did take him in the seventh round last night, too. So, yeah, so Dodds gets a few picks of value compared to Bloom. However, Bloom took him as his number two running back last <laughs> night. Dodds is taking him tonight as his number four running back. Oh, I mean, Dodds is just blowing this draft. He's totally <laughs> screwing it up. I mean, if he really wants to defend himself, he should call it. Nobody on the uh, <laughs> nobody on the old horn right now, Dave. Just uh, just so yeah, you're aware. I'm trying. All right. So that did I want to talk about anybody else in that round? Um, oh no, we we haven't gotten through it yet. Trey Burton, the number one tight end for Shelley Fossum, 
Will Fuller, the number three receiver drafted by Howard Bender. pair of quarterbacks go right after that. It's Matt Ryan to Greg Cantor, and then Kyler Murray to Patrick and McDowell from DynastyCommandCenter.com. Corey Davis, right after that, is the third receiver drafted by Robert Gross. Excuse me, that is at the uh, 8-10, or no, excuse me, the 8-09. Uh, Jack Doyle, the first tight end drafted by Josh Moore at the uh, 8-10. And then Kiki Cutie, number four receiver drafted by Kurt Kikis. Royce Freeman, the final pick of the eighth round. He going to Brad Evans from Yahoo.com. We talked about Philip Lindsay earlier, and I feel like a lot of owners got burned by Royce Freeman last year. I saw him go in the second round of some FFPC main events in Vegas as he climbed, 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 climbed. Okay, I'm not trying to call it Kimra, but if I recall correctly, it was Kimra. Kimra took Freeman in the second round of a big payback in Kentucky. Oh, okay. So, well, that's listen. That it was, was early. It was still pretty early. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I might be wrong. Kimber Fisher, by the way, who drafted in this competition on Sunday night for the yeah. uninitiated. And I'm not trying to talk crap out of Kimber's outstanding. We're good. We're good pals. And I just, I, I'm gonna ask, I'll talk to her when I get when he gets to Kentucky this year. If she took, if it was Freeman, she took him a second. And, she, and she'll be funny. She'll be like, Oh yeah, I made that mistake or whatever. Because we all make mistakes. We all yeah, do we all do. Here, so. We all do indeed. So my point that I wanted to bring up with Freeman is he burned a lot of owners last year. What is the chances, or what, excuse me, what are the chances of <laughs> English? Uh, it's, it's, it's a battle. It's a great second language for everybody. What are the chances that Royce Freeman um, is actually uh, the guy who outperforms his draft slot in the eighth round, and it's Philip Lindsay letting owners down? Now, you would probably say, well, there's probably not a good chance of happening, but there is a non-zero chance of that. There's totally a chance. Uh, so what are, what are your thoughts on that? That I mean, well, I'll, I'll, let me phrase the question like this instead of dancing around it. Who's the better value? Royce Freeman here at the 812, or is it Philip Lindsay at the 403 in tonight's draft? I mean, I said a better value is probably going to be Freeman. I mean, it's, he's got the shot. He, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty tough, though, because, I mean, with, with, again, more recent news, Lindsay is really coming back and reasserting himself. I think, I think that Lindsay is kind of a little bit of a value even right now, though. So I, I think they're both not bad picks. You know, you know, like that's kind of a crappy answer, but that's, that's no, I get it. No, let's uh, people are are used to crappy answers on this show, no and question. Me especially, but I mean, you, you know, you can take Lindsay and you can take, you know, if you take Lindsay, let's say at the four hundred three, why not take Freeman at the eight hundred? You at the eight hundred. How hard is that? Made sense to me. Uh, Royce Freeman, by the way, going to Brad Evans from Yahoo Blitzmania, aka Jeremy Roach in the chat room. Brad Evans is laying the wood tonight, bringing the noise, tequila shot. So he likes that trap thus far from Brad Evans. Well, keep in mind, he's two positions short of a four-pack, so we'll, we'll see how it turns out. What do you mean? He doesn't have any quarterbacks or, or uh, tight ends. Ah, come on. Quarterbacks are overrated. Tight ends, who cares? Everybody in the FFPC goes crazy on these tight ends. That's 20% of the positions and, uh, you know, 25% of the skill positions. And Brad Evans has 100% of the points. D.D. Westbrook kicking things off here in the ninth round to uh, Brad Evans uh, from Yahoo. Uh, that's D.D. Westbrook as his number five receiver. Geronimo Allison. Geronimo falls for the 902 tonight uh, to Kurt Kikas. Jared Goff is backing up Baker Mayfield for Josh Moore. Sterling Shepard, the pick right after that to Robert Gross with the 904. Mark Andrews climbing up tonight. A little bit higher than he went last night, if I'm remembering correctly. Mark Andrews, the starting tight end for Patrick and McDowell. Ronald Jones is going to be the number three running back to Greg Cantor here at the 906. Followed by a slew of running backs. Actually, there was, we had a big running back run here in the ninth round. Deontay Foreman, Howard Bender. Jalen Samuels, Shelley Fossum. Jordan Howard, David Dodds. Jarek McKinnon, Matthew Treder, Justin Sarkey. 
Damian Harris, Elliot Chris. That is the running back round, uh, run in the ninth round. Jones, Foreman, Samuels, Howard, McKinnon, Harris, and Russell Wilson puts the button on the ninth round here as he is the final selection to back up Patrick Mahomes for FFPC Joe Matthew Zimmer. All right, let's uh, look at this here uh, for a second um, and, and assess the, the picks we saw in this round. Dave, there again, this is you, this is your opinion, but despite these guys going back-to-back, Jalen Samuels and Jordan Howard, I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth when I say you feel there is a deep, yawning chasm between the value, Jalen Samuels and Jordan Howard. You know, I really don't. I, I think there are actually different players from, you know, completely in their usage. I mean, Samuels is the backup, and he's going to get some, going to get some action. Howard is likely to be the starter in Philly, but I mean, he's splitting time, but in, in the other direction. And you know, I, I think that I actually think Samuels is a more talented back. It's, you know, it's it's kind of tough. It's a they're weird. It's a weird comparison actually for me. Is is the ninth? Okay, you, you see the players who went in the ninth round here. I think there's a big difference between Samuels and Howard, and then McKinnon who went next. I actually am not really. Oh, okay. McKinnon, Interesting. Uh, just because he's now pretty definitively behind Tevin Coleman coming off injury, and I always, you know, McKinnon never really proved himself as a player who can carry the load. And even though know, he was an all right pass catching back in Minnesota at times, but I mean he's always been this like athletic superstar, but never really has put it together as a running back, former quarterback from Georgia Southern. So. I'm not as high on McKinnon myself. Okay, I'll say this right now. McKinnon, what you just said about him, outside of him being a a former quarterback in college, I think you can say a lot of those same things about his teammate, the guy who's running ahead of him on the depth chart, in Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman has actually done stuff. He's actually put up decent seasons. He's actually produced as an RB2 in the NFL. But when when he was given the opportunity when Devontae Freeman went down last year, he had the opportunity to be maybe a top-12 running back, could not seize that opportunity. It seems to me that he would be better in a a timeshare-type role, even if he is the dominant guy in the, you know, the lead guy in that committee in San Francisco. um, I feel like to, to give him... Too much touches or too many touches, too much work might actually hurt him a little bit. Yeah, but I, I'm with I you. I don't ever buy that argument that much, but whatever. Okay, well that's fine. You don't have to buy it. I'm not selling it, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, Tevin Coleman, I still do like better than McKinnon. I think FFPC drafters would uh, would agree with us there. Tevin Coleman, Dave, over the last three days, going at the 605 on average. Jarek McKinnon is actually falling to the 1003. So a um, there's your deep yawning chasm between Coleman. And McKinnon moving on to the 10th round. Um, yeah, let's just move on to the 10th round. The other question I had wasn't great radio. Okay. Uh, LaShawn McCoy at the 10:01, leading things off here for Matthew Zimmer. Oh, he's gone. That's a lot earlier than last night. Now, now, just looking at this, Dave, I, yeah, I believe you're right. Just looking at this, what an interesting crew of running backs here for Zimmer. Henry, Guy Sanders, and then old coyote LaShawn McCoy pokes his nose in there as the number four running back, which is interesting considering that if things fall his way in Buffalo, he could be the number two running back for this roster on uh, for Matthew Zimmer's squad. So interesting there. We'll, we'll keep tabs on that. Larry Fitzgerald at the 1002. I think it was Shane Hallam in the chat room, excuse me, Shane P. Hallam saying that Fitz in the 10th is a steal. I happen to agree with that. Dante Moncrief here in the 10th round to Treader and Sarkey, followed by Kyle Rudolph as the backup tight end for David Dodds. James Washington is the number five receiver drafted by uh, Shelly Fossum here. Starting quarterback for Howard Bender this year will be Jameis Winston as he goes at the 10.06. 
Golden Tate and Cortland Sutton, a pair of receivers right after that to Greg Cantor and then Patrick and McDowell. Uh, Sutton getting to be their number three receiver on their roster. Drew Brees, starting quarterback for FFPC Joe, Robert Gross. Uh, Marvin Jones is going to be the uh, 10-10 pick tonight, followed by a pair of quarterbacks to end the round. Cam Newton to Kurt Kikis, Ben Roethlisberger to Brad Evans. Talk about these, you know, that I feel like the Carolina stack should be something on the menu at a rib joint. But uh, that that's what Kirk Kikas could rename his team tonight. Christian McCaffrey, DJ oh, Moore, and Cam Newton all on the same roster. And, you know, whether it's on a menu at a rib joint or whether it's this roster here, I look at the Carolina stack and say, I thought my Trump was the worst. Well, this is the second worst. Okay, fair enough. But, no, kidding aside here, you and I are both big fans of that. McCaffrey, Moore, and Cam Newton all on the same team. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I, I love all those players independently and together. That's uh, that's even better. Yeah. Um, so the other thing we should mention, and I'll just say this as we get into the 11th round here, for Brad Evans, uh, he now he took care of his quarterback. So now he's only what, what's the he's only got 25 percent of the of the. He took a quarterback. He yeah. took a quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, so he pretty much doesn't need another one. That guy's great. <laughs> but he goes Peyton Barber at the 11:01, and now I have to attribute this joke in the chat to whoever said it. Um, was it Shane Hallam? Uh, I, okay. Yeah, Shane P. Hallam. Maybe Brad Evans will just take Antonio Gates since he doesn't have a tight end yet. He'll just roll with Gates as his only tight end. It worked for Tim McCullough a few years ago as he drafted one tight end, won the whole damn thing. So we'll see what Brad Evans does at tight end. You mentioned it two out of three nights. I think we're going to mention You mentioned it both times. We're going to mention it five out of six nights, I'm pretty I sure. Know, it keeps coming up. Where, how do I – You bring it up. How do I explain that joke from Shane P. Howell, which is a great one? How do I explain that without bringing that up? I had to bring it up. Hey, people who listen should already know. Hashtag blame Shane. <laughs> By the way, they're calling for a dick impersonation in the chat room for me. That is not going to happen. I can't do a dick Really? No, I, absolutely I can't. You gotta, i got to have a cigar and a mustache, and it's a whole thing. Um, you got some other good ones you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I, I, well, we, maybe John Gruden will call in a little in a yeah, little bit. Perhaps. We'll hear from him, get his analysis on the draft. <laughs> uh, Peyton Barber at the 11:01 to Brad Evans. Naheem Hines is the fourth running back selected by Kurt Kikis. What do you make of that, Dave? When when you look at uh, Doc Kikis' squad, grabs running back, running back, running back. If you did that, would you also not take another running back till round 11? 100. percent Okay. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's exactly what you do. If and you start off with three running backs. Exactly, that's exactly what you do. And I, I didn't really, you know, to be honest with you, his first three picks, I'm like, okay, well, he, now why did he, you know, Williams was you know, kind of a value. Why did he do that? But he actually, you know, he accommodated, you know, it just shows how good of a drafter he is by then ignoring the position for such a long time, getting in, getting, and going with a single pick with Njoku, waiting a little bit again, then a single pick of Cam. I think those both were, I think his draft is really well done. Yeah, yeah, pounding those receivers in the middle. We'll, we'll get into that. well balanced. Um, Delaney Walker is uh, going to be backing up Jack Doyle on Josh Moore from 4 for 4 uh, squad here as he goes at the 11.03. Ito Smith um, is going to go to Robert Gross. Second straight night, I believe, Kevin Coleman and Ito Smith get paired together. I want everybody to realize that those guys are not on the same team anymore uh, for, for whatever it's worth. Dallas Goddard is the backup tight end for Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell. A fine selection by uh, Dave uh, Turp last night, uh, which I want to reiterate on this broadcast. And he goes tonight at the 11:05, the second tight end drafted by Dynasty Command Center. Uh, Carlos Hyde to Crack Rock, Alexander Madison to Howard Bender, and then Adrian Peterson climbing up, Dave. 
11th round pick tonight to Shelly Fossum, a team that needed to fill in the cracks at running back. And getting a starter in the 11th round sure is a good way to do that. And she started off with four receivers in the first six rounds, and then she fills in the cracks. Carrion Johnson, Mark Ingram, Jalen Samuels, and Adrian Peterson. I like that. Uh, very well done. A, very, a job well done by Shelly Fossum to get Adrian Peterson here in the 11th, while not ignoring receiver. We always talk about that, too. If you hit receiver early, you don't want to just ignore the position. She grabs two more prior to round 11, and now she's got a, a stable of, of five receivers, four running backs. So, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. She, she, did this, she did a similar strategy to Kirkikis. Well, she did the opposite strategy, but she, again, balanced out her team very nicely. It's a very well-constructed draft. And by opposite strategy, you mean she started off with receiver where Kurt started off with running Absolutely. Back. Got yep. it. Uh, Lamar Jackson right after that to David Dodds backing up Andrew Luck. Greg Olson is going to go to Matthew Treader and Justin Sarkey here as their number two tight end. Dak Prescott uh, is off the board as the backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers on Elliott Chris Quant Edge team. And then the final pick of the 11th round is Jimmy Graham. Uh, that is the starting tight end for Matthew Zimmer, uh, the FFPC Joe, wrapping things up here in the 11th round. For the uninitiated, if you are listening to this show for the first time, thank you. Welcome. We appreciate it. Uh, it normally airs, the I Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, on Friday nights at 10, 9 central. You can always stream it on demand for listening anytime via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, Spreaker, and Overcast. Dave is a big downloader of the show when he's at the gym listening to it on Spreaker, no question. Um, as we look back at the 11th round here, uh, some interesting selections. Uh, th- this is probably the um, unofficial rainbow round here as we look at this. There were six running backs selected. Uh, no, it can't, it can't be the rainbow uh, round because it was six running backs. It was four tight ends, and it was two quarterbacks. That was our first receiverless round of the night. No receivers selected in round 11 tonight. Crazy. Uh, it is crazy. I'm going to ask you about the trio here, as I am wont to do when uh, three players from the same position get selected consecutively. Who's your favorite running back out of this? I think I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Carlos Hyde, Alexander Madison, Adrian Peterson, as they are the meat in the sandwich of the 11th round going right in the middle. Of those three players, I like Peterson the best. And if I was to take him out, Carlos Hyde or Alexander Madison, if you were crack rock, and you were looking at Hyde and Madison, which one are you taking? I'm taking Madison, probably. And why is that, Dave? Because you like the, the fact that he could be the man if Dalvin Cook, who has dealt with the injury bug before, goes down? Or are you just not a believer in Carlos Hyde? Yeah, I've never been a big believer in Carlos Hyde. I don't really like Madison all that much necessarily, but he is the definite backup to Dalvin Cook, who gets hurt all the time. Uh, not up. all the time. He gets hurt often enough. Well, he's so. coming off the – see, here's the thing with Dalvin Cook. He, he, he tore his ACL – and usually that first year after the ACL is, is kind of like uh, getting the, you know, the, the range of motion back and you're kind of working to, to, to break through all that, uh, the issues that you have in that knee. But then the, the second year, that's the breakout year. And I know a lot of – and I'm not alone in, in saying that, and perhaps my Florida State fandom is uh, clouding my eyes with the garnet and gold goggles I have on with Dalvin Cook. <laughs> but I think he could be a breakout guy. Um, uh, certainly a guy that could um, even outperform second-round draft value. Kirk Keekins gets him at the 2-11 tonight. Um, a little surprised he didn't go after Alexander Madison in the 11th. He went after uh, Naheem Hines instead, but perhaps the fact that he already had McCaffrey and Damian Williams factored into that decision. Let's get into the 12th round. Matthew Zimmer, after the 10th round, only had, or he didn't have any tight ends. Now he has two. He goes Jimmy Graham and Jordan Reed. Uh, Justice Hill is the second pick 
of the uh, 12th round here is Elliot Crisp from the Quant Edge uh, gets him. Jimmy Garoppolo backing up Carson Wentz for Treader and Sarkey, followed by Anthony Miller as the number three, three receiver for David Dodds here in the uh, 12th round. Mitchell Trubisky is uh, the number two quarterback selected by Shelly Fossum uh, behind Deshaun Watson. Chris Herndon backing up O.J. Howard for Fantasy Alarms. Howard Bender here. Nikhil Harry uh, is the number four receiver drafted by Greg Cantor, followed by Josh Allen, who's backing up Kyler Murray uh, for Patrick and McDowell. Dave, if there is a pair of quarterbacks uh, in this draft that you like best, that uh, a tandem that you could definitely get on board with, I'm guessing it's Kyler Murray and Josh Allen for Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell here. I mean, out of out of everyone. Out of everyone. Uh, no, I would take Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Oh, you would. Okay. Sure. Oh, I didn't realize Russell Wilson was. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, I thought Wilson was on a different team. Okay. Yeah, you're right. However, <laughs> if you factor in draft value into that, the fact that Mahomes cost a fourth and Wilson cost a ninth, and you get Kyler Murray in the eighth and Josh Allen in the twelfth, does that factor into it at all? Yeah, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind that, but I, I, I mean, I like the Deshaun Watson and Trubisky by Shelley Foss, and I like Mayfield and Goff by Josh Moore, and I, I think Cam Newton and Kirk Cousins by Kikis is not bad in the sec, with the two pick too. You know, it's really not. You know, and then I mean, like Robert Gross, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. I mean, good gracious, that just shows you how deep the quarterback position is. Wentz and Garoppolo, Rodgers and Prescott, Winston and Rivers. It's just you know, Andrew Luck and Lamar Jackson. I can't. I don't really dislike any of the any of the quarterback right. situations at this point. Um, I think everyone's doing a really nice job. I mean, really. Uh, Shane P. Helm also checking in from the chat room. He has a uh, personal question for me. Always happy to answer those. He wants to know how good Cam Akers is going to be in the NFL. Dave, do you know who Cam Akers is? Uh, I do not. Cam Akers was a five-star recruit out of Mississippi, and if you know anything about Mississippi high school football, those boys rarely make it outside the state. Either commit to Mississippi State or Ole Miss. Florida State pulled a coup and got Cam Akers as one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the country, as far as the NFL goes. I think he's probably a day-two pick uh, in the draft this coming year. And I think he has a pretty nice career. can catch the ball, great speed, strong as a horse. I like him. And I will be targeting him, again, depending upon where he goes, within the first four to five picks in a stacked rookie running back class in 2020. I've heard it's a good class. It's a good one. Cam Akers is a big part of that. All right, so moving on here. Uh, I'm trying to think where we left off. Josh Allen, thank you. Noah Fant is the third tight end drafted by Robert Gross here uh, at the uh, 12.09. Chris Thompson off the board to Josh Moore right after that. And then three straight tight ends, Mike Kosicki to Kurt Kikis, TJ Hawkinson to Brad Evans, and Will Disley to start round 13. I only bring that up because up until that final pick of the 12th round, Brad Evans had no tight end. Now he has Hawkinson and Disley. Dave, I don't want you to Disley this strategy here, but if you wait until round 12, uh, to take a tight end, and then you grab two of them in Hawkinson and Disley, that's not terrible. Not great, but that's not terrible. I, you know, I think it's pretty rough. I mean, you know, Brad doesn't draft a lot in this format, so I get it. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's his fault necessarily or, or anything like that. I mean, Hawkinson's tough because he's a rookie. He's the most pro-ready rookie. And for all we know, he could, catch, he could have like an Evan Ingram-type rookie year. It's just unlikely, right? You have to play kind of the odds. And Disley is, you know, kind of a just-a-guy type player. So I just, you know, that's that's tough. I mean, I, if I were him, I would, I'd be grabbing like, you know, I'd be grabbing a blank blanks of the world, and then this other, you know, blah blah blah, and so forth. I'd grab like five tight ends if I were him. Really? Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, I mean, he, he has to be sacrificed it early. So I mean, you know. 
you got to kind of come back. You got you got to make it up. Okay, I get it. And uh, certainly there is something to be said for that. Okay, moving on. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Kikis' backup as uh, as he is uh, the second quarterback drafted behind Cam Newton for good old Doc Kikis. Manuel Sanders right after that uh, to uh, Josh Moore from four for four. That is his number five receiver. Tom Brady backing up Drew Brees for Robert Gross. Deshaun Jackson is the number four receiver uh, for Patrick and McDowell. Oh, man, I'm a little concerned about that receiving core there. We'll get into that in a little bit. Justin Jackson to Greg Cantor. uh, That is his number five running back selected. Justin Jackson, the uh, running back out of uh, Los Angeles for the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, the number two quarterback for Howard Bender. Quarterback's flying off the board now. Kareem Hunt to Shelly Fossum as she looks to catch the proverbial running back lightning in a bottle here as uh, she gets Kareem Hunt at the 13.08, Tyrell Williams right after that to David Dodds. And then let's finish it off uh, here in the 13th, Dave, with a trio of running backs. It is Deion Lewis to Treader and Sarkey. It is Chase Edmonds uh, to Elliot Chris from the Quant Edge and Devin Singletary to Matthew Zimmer. I want to start off our round 13 analysis with the final pick of round 13, and that is one Devin Singletary. Now, I understand that he went with Singletary probably for the fact that he already had McCoy on his team, so he gets two pieces of that Buffalo backfield. We often don't talk Bills on this show, often because they are not an exciting fantasy football team. However, there is something to be said for nailing the Bills running back situation correct in drafts this year. Dave, if you were to take a stab at it, how do you assess that Bill's backfield? One, is there a back to own? Two, how high would you take him? Or three, are you just avoiding the situation? Uh, I probably wouldn't be targeting it, but if I was – I think uh, Matthew did a nice job, actually, by taking McCoy and Singletary pairing together. And, you know, he started out with a really receiver-heavy type draft. Henry is his anchor number one running back, and then Guy Sanders. So I actually really liked how he did this with McCoy and Singletary just because it, it really kind of – you know, I mean, what do you got to worry about, Frank Gore or, uh, you know, T.J. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know they weren't taken there. People are aware that they're in the NFL. So um, <laughs> I don't know if they are. <laughs> are is everyone aware of that? Yeah, they should, they should be aware. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, think that they're, I think it's all right. Okay. But, well, so if you were, um, if you were uh, drafting in this format, it doesn't sound like you'd necessarily be targeting the Bills' backfield, but ready to pounce when the value strikes. Yeah, I would think that, yeah, that's probably where I'd be. Okay, that, I, I can go with that. Deion Lewis, we talked about him a little bit last night. He goes at the, uh, what, what was it, the 13-10 tonight. Dave, on average, he is going at the uh, 12-12. So I guess that's, you know, right, and it's a little bit of value here. Um, I, I wonder if there was any, maybe there wasn't much question that, that Matthew Zimmer wasn't going to take him if he wanted to lock up Singletary. But uh, Deion Lewis, standalone value, I can get on board with that. We, we've, we've talked about Deion. I think last night we were actually talking about Deion Lewis. But as far as this format goes, where you, you know, locking up backfields kind of uh, is a smart strategy, is there any value into locking up Derrick Henry and, and Deion Lewis together, or is that something that you wouldn't necessarily target if you got Henry on your roster? I mean, I could see people doing that, sure. I mean, they do play independent roles, but, I mean, if one has a really great game, the other might not, and vice versa. So I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad move. I think I think with Deion Lewis, it's, it's just he's a valuable player just because he has a role no matter what. So other people are looking at him. So even though Zimmer had a shot at him, I mean, he passed. I think, he, you know, he, he also – Zimmer had to grab another tight end, really. I think that was a good – I totally agree. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no question. 
Well, actually, no, that was actually, so this is the end of the 13th round. So Dion Lewis went before the Singletary pick, so he didn't really have a right. shot at him. That's so what he I'm was, saying. Yeah, he would have had to have grabbed him at the early, at the 1201, which I think is too early for Dion Lewis. I really do think that's a little bit early. Yeah, it was a bit, about a full round uh, early, according to FFPC um, uh, ADP, which, by the way, we uh, get from FantasyMojo.com. Uh, webmaster there is Darren Armani. He also puts this competition together every year, so kudos to him. He'll be drafting in it, I think, coming up. He normally drafts. Uh, in the final draft, not because he wants to get all the, the you know, uh, data out there for him to, to utilize and expose. I think he does it because just in case there are any issues with pros, he can hop in at a moment's notice and uh, draft that squad. So thanks to Darren Armani. Follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Mojo. The last player I want to talk about here in the 13th round is one Tom Brady. He's won a zillion Super Bowls. He is the GOAT, but he went in the 13th round tonight. I'm curious, Dave, as to how you assess what type of season he's going to have. Sans Rob Gronkowski, for now. Julian Edelman has his thumb in a brace. That's probably not a big deal. But then you have question marks on Nikhil Harry, Josh Gordon, um, and, and Benjamin Watson there. He's becoming a, a more... And Watson, who's suspended, by the way. Yeah, and, and, right, Watson, who's suspended. Is this becoming... Is this the year we see Sony Michelle, Damian Harris, the, the takeover, James White, um, with, with the running backs really carrying the load? Or does Tom Brady have, have another maybe top 15 season in him? I think it's possible he has a top 15 season. Brady is Brady. He's still really good. He just doesn't – the way he plays quarterback, he knows that system so well. As long as the receivers aren't screwing up the routes, he's going to be just fine. Right. He doesn't need to throw a lot of bombs. And when he does, he throws them really still super accurately. Uh, DK Metcalf leading things off here in the 14th round as we uh, enter the final round of the first half of this draft. DK Metcalf to Matthew Zimmer. Michael Gallup, the second-year guy – uh, for the Cowboys going to Elliott uh, Chris from thequanedge.com. Trio of quarterbacks right after that. It's Matthew Stafford. Of course, uh, audio engineer and uh, uh, best friend Bryce's favorite quarterback in the NFL. Derek Carr right after that to David Dodd. Sam Darnold is the third quarterback drafted by Shelly Fossum. Jamison Crowder, the Duke product, now uh, banging up in uh, New York with the Jets. Crowder goes to Howard Bender. Right that, who I believe is a Jets fan, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Kalen Balage to uh, Crack Rock. That's uh, Greg Cantor taking him there. The speedster John Brown to Patrick and McDowell here tonight at the 1408. Deshaun Hamilton, the number three, maybe the number two, maybe the number one receiver in Denver. He goes in the 14th round, followed by the third San Francisco running back uh, to go off the board. Uh, tonight it is Josh Moore taking Matt Breida. Paris Campbell to uh, Kurt Kikas, the rookie out of Ohio State. Dart and uh, Paris, the Dart right. Campbell. He's got a nickname. <laughs> I mean, you know, once once you, uh, it's not necessarily pros versus Joes, but every single year on this show, we give guys weird nicknames for whatever reason or the other. Um, Dante Moncrief is Monte Doncrief. Uh, we have uh, Steve Smith was the icon for many years on this show, and now Paris Campbell will be known as Dart Throw from here on out, <laughs> thanks to... Uh, uh, probably, a, a, probably a stupid comment I made at some point. Well, you, you, you said Paris Campbell was a Dart Throw. I believe, was it Ryan Poole who, who selected him? I can't remember. It was somebody who selected him on Sunday night. You know, oddly enough, I thought about that a little bit, and it, it was actually kind of an inaccurate comment, because it, he's, not, he's obviously not a Dart Throw. He's a player that the team targeted. They drafted him pretty highly. Uh, he's only only Funches stands in his way, which isn't much other than the fact that he's tall and kind of in the way. Right. So it's really not a dart throw, but we're going to call him that anyway for now. Did you um? 
you know, you're drafting in a bunch of uh, private dynasties, Dave. Did you end up uh, drafting Paris Campbell in, in any of your dynasty first rounds this year? I did not, and it, uh, it just kind of didn't work out that way. I was targeting uh, Kyler Murray. I was targeting Annie Isabella. And uh, so in, in a few of the leagues, I didn't have first-round picks. So I, it just didn't work out that I, that I got Campbell anywhere. Although I would have drafted him, I just didn't, just didn't end up taking him. You didn't take him. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Um, so now, if you had to do it over again and, and you were in that spot, by the way, that was Ryan Poole uh, who uh, selected Paris Campbell on Sunday night. And uh, that's, thank you, Ryan. Um, because you you helped create a nickname that night by pointing it out on Twitter that Dave called him a dart throw. Final pick of the 14th round. Let's get into this here. Darren Waller. So he went, uh, this is Brad Evans from Yahoo, goes tight end, tight end, tight end, uh, gets Darren Waller, a guy who, again, does have some pub going for him. There is some hype going for Darren Waller as a, as a third. Now, here's the thing, Dave. I think last night we said Darren Waller as a third tight end. I can get on board with it. However, when your top two are Hawkinson and Disley, it's not great. Well, I mean, it, it, it's okay. Keep it going. That's fine. I mean, he's a starting tight end in the NFL. He's got 13 more rounds to, to nab some more I agree. flyers at tight end. I, I think Brad might be, you know, I think those are, that's a good shot. I think Waller's a solid pick there. It's fine. And as much as we, we, you know, we talk about how much he has to hit on tight ends, remember, this is a guy that used, and I'm talking about Brad Evans here, this is a guy who used uh, five of his first 11 picks on running backs. He used five of his first nine picks on receivers. So he does have a core there. There is a core of backs and receivers as he attempts to fill in the cracks. I think he's going to be able to take quarterback, uh, take care of quarterback, which he kind of already did. I think he'll grab one more. Um, tight end will, is, is the issue. Uh, and I'll tell you what, this, Dave, this is a perfect setup. Let's go right into the team analysis here. Because you're already doing it? Because I'm job. already doing it. I, it's, I'm, fa- I'm, ar- I'm already like your, – Your mind is melded into this. I'm, a, I'm like a host from Westworld, man. I'm just – I'm falling into that, that feedback loop here, you know, where, where I'm just like, uh, like over and over again. I do it without thinking. Oh, half hour to go on the show. Time for the, the uh, team analysis. So let's get into it with Brad Evans here from Yahoo.com, hitting from the number one spot. Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, Royce Freeman, and Peyton Barber are the running backs. P.Y. Hilton, Chris Godwin, Robbie Anderson, Christian Kirk, D.D. Westbrook are the receivers. Tight ends, T.J. Hawkinson, Will Disley, and Darren Waller. Quarterbacks are Ben Roethlisberger and Andy Dalton so far. So far. I uh, don't have much of a criticism on this team other than got to find some tight ends here to, to try to help, your, help you out. Uh, in this best ball format, like the running backs, like the receivers, even like the quarterbacks, Dave. Yeah, I probably would have, you know, my I would have subbed out a tight end earlier, as you're probably well aware. Otherwise, I think the team, he did, he did a nice job of quitting himself, but I think tight end is going to kind of hold him back a little bit. Um, let's. He just needs someone to break out of that. Right, exactly. By the way, um, regarding the Waller pick, Dave Sciotto, uh pointing out in the chat room, wait until hard knock starts. Darren Waller is going to move up three rounds. <laughs> He might. Entirely possible. It's around 14. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, where's his ADP now? I mean, it's probably. Darren Waller? It's probably around, what, 14, 15. I think it's later than that. I will look it up here. Uh, well, no, 15 Yeah, so not is, is where he's going. Yeah, I thought that was kind of. You know, for a guy who doesn't commission any drafts, you are dialed in. I kind of, yeah, I'm kind of aware of where players are. Okay, on. well, fair enough. Uh, Kurt Keek is here, drafting from the second spot. Uh, running backs Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Damian Williams, Naheem Hines, and Darwin Thompson. Receivers, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, Dante Pettis, Kiki QT, Geronimo Allison, and Paris Campbell. The worst team by far. <laughs> David Njoku and Mike Gesicki are the tight ends. Cam Newton and Kirk Cousins at quarterback. I really like this team. And of the two teams we've critiqued so far, I would put this one in first. 
Uh, the well balanced the, the, the Switzerland of uh, fantasy analysis yeah. comes 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 to fruition. Good job, Brad Evans. A close second though, Dave. <laughs> he's he's right there. He's with right him. there with him, uh, neck and neck. Yeah, Keegan I think did a really nice job here. Uh, he does need he does need Pettis, Kiki, QT, and Allison. He's one of them to come through. I'm not as big a fan of Allison myself, but you know, I'm sure he has his reasons. And Joku was nice. Cam's nice. Very good spacing on all of his picks. I, a really fine job overall in this draft. Can I say one thing about Geronimo Allison? Sure. He was great as the uh, four or five games he played. Okay. Uh, so I was uh, – Dave, I do an afternoon talk show here in northeast Wisconsin. Oh, where is it? Tell me about you it. You can hear it on the score, 95.3 <laughs> FM, AM 1570. Go to com. You can oh, you stream that. Too? Yeah, stream that anywhere you want. Two to three. Uh, the show with Leo and Balky uh, every, uh, every Monday through Friday. Very exciting. We have a uh, segment on there called 1265 Today, where it is a Packers-heavy segment. And obviously, it's a big deal now that the Packers are rolling in for training camp. And I did uh, see this from Rob Demosky, the ESPN Packers reporter on Twitter today. And he's interviewing Geronimo Allison. And the thing that stuck out to me was Allison, for the first time in his career, is coming in, preparing, and doing the majority, getting ready to do the majority of his reps from the slot. And this is a position on the Lafleur offense or the McVay offense or the Shanahan offense, whatever you want to call it, that has gotten a lot of targets this year. Geronimo Allison in the slot in the ninth round is your number five receiver. I am not only am I on board, num, I, might num, be, num, I might be the, I already, I only do one num num show. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I think I might be the captain of that bandwagon. The, the what do you call the guy that's uh that's uh, cracking the whip on the horses or whatever, the, the, uh, the guy who's leading the stagecoach. That's, that's me. not allowed anymore. Well, I'm talking about <laughs> stagecoaches aren't really that prevalent anymore. I was talking about back in the day. But that's me with Allison. I like him in the ninth round here, man. Well, I'm glad you do. I don't really care for him. You don't care fine. for him, are you? Yeah, you did not convince me. You're, you're still Team MVS. Yeah, I, just don't, I, think, I don't think Allison's all that talented. That's yeah. just my opinion. Okay, fair enough. All right, moving on to uh, team three. That's Josh Moore from four for four. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, James White, Latavius Murray, Chris Thompson, Matt Breida are the running backs. The receivers, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Marvin Jones, and Manny Sanders. The uh, tight ends are Jack Doyle, Delaney Walker, and Tyler Eifert, who I believe um, somebody in the uh, draft, yeah, Shane P. Hallam. This hurts me to say, but Tyler Eifert may actually be a steal if the dude could stay healthy. He basically plays receiver. Quarterbacks on this team for Josh Moore are Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. So this team, Dave, I, I look at it, it's, it's balanced. Um, it, you know, there, there's some injury questions with tight end, but he already has three of them on his roster, so I think that helps. Um, I, I wouldn't have gone with Mayfield in the seventh round, but I think there is something to the fact that he thought – that there could be a quarterback run before he drafted again in the eighth, and he was right, as there were six quarterbacks that went off the board, so he got his guy there. Congratulations. Not a big Marvin Jones guy. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I, I know he's looking good right now. I just question whether he's going to be able to continue doing this through December. So this is, this is a solid team, uh, uh, definitely a team that I think is going to compete. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I like a lot of his picks, actually. I think his first, I don't know, first seven picks are fine. And I it can't I really have nothing bad to really say about really any picks at any point. You know what? I really don't. I mean, it, it's a fine team, and maybe I wouldn't have drafted Mayfield where he did, and maybe right. I wouldn't have drafted Marvin Jones. But if those are the players he likes, I think he did a really good job. It was again a well-balanced squad. He waited a bit on tight ends. 
Uh, he waited a bit on quarterback, not too long, and uh, he, he could have drafted if he wanted Luck or Watson. He could have taken them. So if, if his rankings at four for four dot com are correct, he's gonna have a really good team. Four for four does have some pretty accurate uh, rankings. Yeah, they have a good site. And, and I will say this: uh, I'm not a Marvin Jones guy either, but I mean, it's tough for me to pass on him at the end of the tenth. I mean, that that's pretty good value there. It is. Moving on. Robert Gross, who uh, called in earlier, made a pick on the air. His running backs, Alvin Kamara, Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman, Edo Smith, Mike Davis. Receivers, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Corey Davis, Sterling Shepard, Deshaun Hamilton. Tight ends are Evan Engram, Eric Ebron, Noah Fant, Gerald Everett. Quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Tom Brady. So I look at his tight end position. I think that's a strength of his team. Um, it came at uh, a cost, certainly, with, with running back depth. Um, I think Edo Smith can work as a, as a number four running back in this format. I think Corey Davis and, and Sterling Shepard as your three and fours are, are unspectacular, but okay. Um, and then Breeze and Brady are great at, at, at quarterback. So I think that uh, this team will probably be carried by, by the tight end depth. So good job there uh, by Robert Gross here, Dave. You know, as we're looking at this league, I, I, I feel like, I feel like this, this has been the best draft you know, cumulatively of the of the three so far, I feel like he you know most got, competitive. You're talking about. I feel like I feel like the drafters individually did the best. Each they each did the best versus the other two leagues. I think there okay. were more dicey teams in the other two leagues, and I think Robert did a fine job as well. Uh, Ingram and Ebron. I don't know if I would have taken Ebron there. I mean, I don't really I didn't really see the need for it. I mean, it probably would have been a little bit better served by taking a receiver, but that's okay. I mean, he went that direction. Um, you know, he's, his tight ends actually. Look at these tight ends: Ingram, Ebron, yeah. Fant, and Everett. A lot Fant, of explosive Fant, athleticism. Yeah, there. Fant and Everett have some nice upside actually. So you never know; they might be filling in on that second flex every couple of weeks. Uh, Corey Davis and Shepard. You know, neither one of them are my favorite players, but both of them they have some good positives. I like the Eo Smith kick a lot in the eleven. So yeah. nice team. Uh, Curtis Patrick and Ryan McDowell drafting from the five spot tonight. It was David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Josh Jacobs, Rashad Penny, Daryl Henderson at running back. Receivers are Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown, and Devontae Parker. Tight ends are Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, and the quarterbacks are Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. I think I said this earlier in the draft, Dave, that I was concerned about the receivers on this team. I guess to a certain extent I still am, although Jackson and Brown as as big play receivers in the 13th and 14th, I think those are interesting picks there. Devontae Parker, seeing what he can do, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to, you know, not to call it Paris Campbell, but there's some dart throws going on there in the 13th through 15th rounds. Running backs are awesome. Really, really love the running backs on, on this team. And I like it. I think they did a really good job at quarterback. Some unproven guys at tight end, I, I think that's going to be an issue for them. So you, what did you mention, Paris Campbell? I'm sorry. I, I just, <laughs> I borrowed his nickname for round 13 to 15. Oh, I'm some, I'm dart, not, some dart throws. I'm like, I'm like looking at the Yeah, no, no, no. We're not talking about Paris Campbell. All right. One thing I'm impressed with is being that their dynasty command center, I mean, you know, they didn't go too crazy on the rookies. I mean, they did get Kyler Murray, they got Henderson, they got Jacobs, but I mean, they didn't go too nuts, though. Uh, so I, I think the team, that I think they did a nice job. The running backs, like you said, are fantastic. Uh, they need more receivers. But, uh, you know, Sutton's not bad in the 10th round. I thought that was a pretty solid value pick there. So, uh, you know, nice job overall, although I don't know why they just took two defenses really like that. You take one and then let them go for a while. But <laughs> Just like uh, double dip in a chip? Yeah, take one dip and end it. Yeah, what are you doing that for? I mean, there's other players you could be taking there, and you know, you take two defenses. It's cool. I mean, it's kind of trite. Uh, trite. Yeah, I like that. Okay, good enough. 
All right, one of the more fun teams we've covered uh, this evening, Dave, is uh, Crack Rock. Um, Greg Cantor, who's been a guest on not only this program, but the uh, road of his.
All right, I apologize for, for everything that happened there. Now, to be honest with you, if anybody can help us out and let us know what the last thing you heard was, and we will be glad to uh, go ahead and uh, chime back in. It looks like we've been off for about five minutes, roughly. Are you serious? Uh, I've, uh, that looks to be the case, so I apologize for that. Uh, Shane P. Hallam uh, says that we are back. Everybody's hearing us right now. Now, we're, we left off, Now I, we, were, we were talking about Howard Bender's team. Um, and as we went through it here, I'll just r- quickly go through it. Running backs, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Lamar Miller, Deontay Foreman, Alexander Madison. Receivers, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, Andy Isabella, Albert Wilson. Tight ends, O.J. Howard, Chris Herndon, Ben Watson. Quarterbacks, Jameis Winston and Phillip Rivers. Basically, the gist of this is Dave and I both thought this was a balanced team. He drafted some players that maybe we didn't, w- wouldn't have gone with. However... Uh, the team construction is something that we like. The team construction is something that we probably would have gone with, and we do believe this is going to be a competitive team, just not one of our favorites. Don't know if it has that extra oomph to get it to the top of the leaderboard here. Um, he, he said that we were almost done with the Curtis Patrick team, so we, we, should, we already gave our thoughts on Howard Bender. Let's just talk very briefly about Greg Cantor's team. Is now it, well, that's where we left off because for <laughs> us it's again, but for everybody else, they didn't know what we, what we talked about with it. So real quickly with Greg Cantor, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, Carlos Hyde, Justin Jackson, Kalen Balazs, receivers Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, Golden Tate, Nikhil Harry, Josh Gordon, Kenny Stills, tight ends Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper, quarterbacks Matt Ryan and Marcus Mariota. So, Dave, we, we talked about how they have the best tight ends in the league. It came at a cost here, and the cost was having uh, Ronald Jones as your number three running back. Tyler Lockett is your number one receiver. Uh, Nikhil Harry and Josh Gordon, pairing those guys was good. I like the Kenny Stills pick. I think that could work out as well. No problems with the quarterbacks here. Uh, but you said you would have – you thought the Austin Hooper pick – was probably not one you would have made. You probably would have gone with either a back or receiver there. And you also, after getting Kelsey, I don't believe you would have taken Ertz in the second round, even if it meant throwing the rest of the draft into a panic, which it didn't really happen. Uh, but that was sort of our assessment of, of Crack Rock's team. Did I miss anything? No, I think you're right. And uh, We're down to nine minutes left, so let's just move on. I think okay, good. We, we will move on. So we already covered Howard Bender's team. Let's move on for the team after that, and that is Shelly Fossum. Carry uh, on Johnson, Mark Ingram, Jalen Samuels, Adrian Peterson, and Kareem Hunt at running back. DeAndre Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, James Washington at receiver. Tight end Trey Burton, Ian Thomas, Ricky Seals-Jones, quarterbacks Deshaun Watson, Mitchell Trubisky, and Sam Darnold. So I think she did a pretty good job here. She didn't ignore receiver as she gets five in the first ten after starting off with three right away. What do you make of her team as a whole after how you saw she started off, Dave? How did she fill in the cracks? Was it good? All right, what, what kind of a grade are you giving her, let's say, rounds 7 through 16 picks here? And what do you make of the tight ends? Um, you know, I know that's a lot of questions. Feel free to answer yeah, any, was. none, or all. You know, tight ends are a little bit weak, of course. You know, Burton's the leader in the clubhouse. Ian Thomas, Ricky Seals-Jones, they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're solid backups. Um, you know, I still like the team overall. You know, Watson, Trubisky, Darnold's great. I think the Adrian Peterson pick in the 11th round was nice. Samuels was good in the ninth. I think, you know, Kareem Hunt actually normally doesn't fall that far. And I think, I think that's about where he should be going, actually. He's the 13th round. So I thought that was a nice pick there because it was actually where he should be going. Overall, good team. She needs a few more receivers, even though she started with those, you know, she's right. five. So she needs a couple more, but there's, there's still some left out there. 
Move on to David Dodds from footballguys.com, James Conner, Aaron Jones, Sony Michelle, Austin Eckler, Jordan Howard at running back, receivers Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Anthony Miller, Tyrell Williams, Devin Funches, Traquan Smith. Tight ends are Hunter Henry and Kyle Rudolph. Quarterbacks Andrew Luck, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. Dave, I really like everything on this team except the receivers. Don't like Anthony Miller as a three. Not a fan of the depth that he's building behind it. I know he's trying to, to cover up for some weakness for not taking a, a third receiver until what round was that? Was that round 12 that he, yeah, round 12 is where he took his third receiver. Not the way I would have gone. Uh, we'll see what he does filling in the cracks at receiver, but it is possible to do it here at, at this point. Oh uh, yeah. I actually uh, fully agree with what you're saying. Uh, I, I know. I, don't I mean, a... but you do let you look at this roster here, the backs uh, in the, and the tight ends and the quarterbacks, man, I think you got to like those. I think you did a really good job. I know you're not the biggest Sony Michelle guy, but that's his number three running back. The question here. Is can the receivers make up for um, you know these late receivers make up for the lack of them early? I think that's the question that we have to bring into it. Yeah, I I actually like some of the receivers you took late. I like the Tyrell Williams pick. I, I don't I don't mind Funches in that spot. Uh, I I think just waiting that long for your receivers though, I just just think that's strategically not the way I would want to go. Uh, so I would probably would have drafted differently than than how he did. Matthew Treader and Justin Sarkey at the uh, 10 pick here tonight. Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, Philip Lindsay, Jarek McKinnon, Deion Lewis. Receivers Tyree Kill, Allen Robinson, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Dante Moncrief, and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Jared Cook, Greg Olson, Cameron Brait at the tight ends. Uh, quarterbacks are Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Matthew Stafford. Um, man, these are some old tight ends on this team, but he does have three of them by round 15. Uh, he does uh, the quarterbacks I like. Um, I'm a little concerned with running back, but you drafted three in the first four rounds, and I can get on board with all three of those guys, so I think he'll be fine there. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is your three. Dante Moncrief is your four. He's got to hit on some receivers later here, do Treader and Sarkey. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's the problem. Is MVS is your three. I like him, but, I mean, that's still, I don't want to be relying on him, really. Right. And Moncrief, you can't count on him for anything, really. I mean, what is it, looking for his fifth or sixth year breakout, you know, whatever team he's on, third team. And he could be the guy. I mean, he really could be. He went right before James Washington, so two Pittsburgh receivers go in the 10th round. One of them may emerge. I mean, I'm not sure who it's going to be. Uh, so I just think the receivers, uh, he probably, or they probably should have uh, looked a little bit more at receivers at some point there. Second half of the draft, no doubt they will be looking at that. Elliot Chris from the Quant Edge, Marlon Mack, Damian Harris, Justice Hill, Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Duke, jo- uh, Duke Johnson, Duke Jackson. What am I thinking? Devontae Adams, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Gallup at receiver. George Kittle, Vance McDonald at tight end, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott uh, are the quarterbacks. This is a similar strategy that we, we, we saw Davis Maddock take on uh, Sunday night, Dave, where he's going for, I mean, he, he gets the two tight ends in the first six rounds. He pounds receiver here with, uh, with five receivers in the first ten rounds, and now he's going after these, uh, these upside backups. Justice Hill, Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Duke Johnson. There is some value in that. We'll see if it works out, and I, I think that's where the weaknesses on this team as it stands right now, but it may not be a weakness as we get into the season. Yeah, I actually really like the way this team kind of turned out, except for the fact that he does not have a third quarterback or a third tight end, and so I think that is going to be a problem for him. He may not realize it yet. Even if you have Rodgers and Kittle, you still, I, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, you still need that third guy. Uh, but with, if, if you didn't need him, if you don't need those players, I really like how his team turned out. Adams, Edelman, Cup, Samuel, Fitz, Give me, you know, I'll take those receivers. That's great. All about building the depth here as we are midway through the 17th round. Final team we're going to take a look at it's the FFPC Joe Matthew Zimmer, Derrick Henry, Darius Geis, Miles Sanders, LaShawn McCoy, Devin Singletary, Giovanni Bernard, uh, receivers Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Alshon Jeffries, Sammy Watkins, 
Uh, and then DK Metcalf. Uh, tight ends are Jimmy Graham and Jordan Reed. Quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Nick Foles. Love the quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, tight ends are kind of dicey. One's old, one's hurt a lot. Um, that's, that, that's probably going to be uh, an issue for him there. Um, there's some big-time question marks at running back, but the fact that he gets McCoy and Singletary, I think that's a feather in his hat. Receivers are pretty strong, getting four of them in the first six rounds. Some good upside there for Zimmer, Dave. Yeah, I totally agree. Actually, I love the receivers, of course, Mahomes and Wilson. I mean, that's fantastic. And he's still got Foles, which is good. Probably going to get another tight end. Henry, Geis, Sanders, McCoy, Singletary, Geo. That, no, you know what? That, it's kind of cobbled together, but that could work out. Zimmer could – he could be a dark horse. If Geis is actually healthy, if Sanders emerges, you just never know. Uh, and Buffalo, you know, they have a good defense. So their run game might not be as right. bad as yeah. you know, some people think. It's a good point. It's an excellent point, Dave. And we're going to leave you – on that excellent point. Now you can continue to follow this draft if you want, as there are roughly oh, 11 and a half rounds to go of this carnage, this madness that we call the pros versus Joe's format. We are now halfway done with our broadcast for this. Now I will say normally we would return live on, uh, on Sunday night, which we will. But if you want to listen to our quote unquote normal show, we're going to have that at Friday, 10, 9 central on these airwaves. And we're going to be speaking with a gentleman who has already uh, won a football guys players championship under his belt. And he is going to be drafting next week in the pros versus Joe's contest. It is John Gifford, a longtime FFPC veteran who is going to join us on Friday night. Take us through what he plans on doing with the pros versus Joe's uh, entry that he has at his disposal and talk about a little bit of what he thinks uh, has taken place uh, thus far and how it's going to affect his draft. Now, we'll be back on Friday night for that. Pros versus Joe's will resume on uh, Sunday night at 7, 6 central. So stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, 7, 6 central, not, not 8, 7 central. 7, 6 central is when we're going to resume for that. I want to thank our guests tonight, Kurt Kikis, Robert Gross, and, of course, Rich Lane. Appreciate you guys calling in, giving your two cents. Thanks to Darren Armani. Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, our producer and mutual friend, Rob. Audio engineer, Bryce. And most of all, each and every one of you, thanks so much for uh, tuning in for these broadcasts. We really appreciate you guys listening in, chiming in in the chat room. Remember to get your draft slot early. You have roughly three hours to make that happen. Get in and try to win that 500K. Sign up for all those other leagues at MyFFPC.com. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. We're on the team explore, even more so if we on tour. Me and E explore the country, wondering about the evening before. Trying to explain where the time went. Well, other rappers find a studio to grind in. All right, so uh, I just want to point this out in, in the chat. Shane P. Hallam says, in all seriousness, good show as always. And I almost, no, listen, I almost wrote, thanks, dude. But I realized how disrespectful that would be. That's so true. To a longtime FFPC uh, drafter. So instead, I classed it up with, thanks, man. <laughs> very nice. That's what it's all about, Dave. Yeah, We're nice. all about the class on the show. And, uh, uh, and appreciate each and every one of you listening. Thanks, well, dudes. Well, yes. See, you can't. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth. <laughs> That's like usual. Yeah. All right. Well, tune in, dudes and men <laughs> and sirs. I feel like I want to watch Bill and Ted's now. Ten nine central on Friday. It's the place to be. We'll talk to you then.